We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the draft uh, show here on Roto Grinders. I am Britt Devine uh, here with uh, Stevie, uh, hanging out in the swampy, hot Florida weather. Stevie, uh, it's hot up here. It's like 85 degrees and humid up in Syracuse, but uh, 100 degrees and humid sounds a lot to me down there in Florida. But hey, that you're, you're close to Disney, so that's the trade-off. Yeah, it's hot. Uh, no <laughs> doubt about it. Like, it's 93 today with, like, a heat index of, like, 104. So, yeah, it's uh, it's hot. So, you were talking about, like, cutting your lawn. I did that the other day, and, like, I felt like I was going to die when I was done. Oh, man, I can only imagine down there. That's This is where you hire. If I lived in Florida, I would hire out. I hate hiring out lawn work, but I would 100% hire out my lawn work in Florida. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I've thought about it many times. <laughs> Yeah, I would certainly do that. I have a small yard, though. It's really, really small. I live in a subdivision, so a small yard. Um, uh, Guys, we're on the draft show today, uh, and we've got a couple other things i got to talk about. But the first thing I need you guys to do, if you don't follow me on draft and you want to play along on the show and try to best me or Stevie, here's what you got to do. In the bottom right corner of your draft uh, on your phone, there's a profile button. You click that. In the top right, there's a little add button. You click that, and then to follow me, you would just type my name in, Britt Divine, and then you would follow me on there. So I'm going to leave this up for a second uh, while I talk some of the business stuff that I uh, got to do here. And uh, if you want to play along with me and Stevie, that's what you got to do. We're going to do some drafts in a second here. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is our Roto Grinders badge promo. Uh, Devin has just posted the link for you guys in there. So I want to give a shout out to PJH. 89 uh he followed the links in the in the forum thread there uh he has put his badge up on uh, on one of the sites for us and it's pretty cool if you happen to you know place high in one of the you know main gpps on FanDuel or DraftKings or something like that and you have your roto grinders badge as your avatar you would be able to get a free month of roto grinders premium doing that so if you want to get a chance to win a free month of roto grinders premium and you're not already a premium member uh, upload the badge, follow the link in the forum, and you'll be able to kind of figure out how to do that pretty easily. It doesn't, doesn't hurt to have a good tournament winnings and then also get a little bit of extra from Roto Grinders too, right, Stevie? Yeah, never never stinks to get some swag. Yeah, uh, you get to read Cheese's good article. You know, he he just won that 100000 Might Might be worth uh, reading that premium article, right? Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff in premium, like – Plate IQ is worth the price of admission by itself. It saves you so much time. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to make your own decisions on how you make your lineups and everything. But the fact that you can save a ton of time with premium just on Plate IQ is is huge. Yeah, and if you've never played on Draft either, uh, don't forget when you sign up, you can use promo code Grinders. It will get you uh, a three dollar ticket to kind of play in a real money game when you do it, and then uh, it's pretty easy to follow all the Roto Grinders as well if you use promo code Grinders. So. Uh, let's jump into this, Stevie. We're going to start one, uh, just kind of a regular one. I'll go over all the stuff in the lot. It is a very busy day, month, year on draft right now, right? Like, you've got all the daily stuff. Uh, if you want a chance to go to their live final in San Diego, they've got a qualifier for that in the lobby. So maybe after you're done doing this show and you watch it and you're feeling pretty good about our picks, maybe you can jump in that after it. They've got best ball post-All-Star break. Uh, I've been doing – I did, a, uh, I think, four of those – earlier in the season my teams are doing pretty good um but if you want to play best ball for baseball they have a championship for that along with other uh kind of normal tournaments there's all the football stuff i've got a couple football drafts going maybe we'll make a couple picks but uh the draft lobby is absolutely on fire today 
lot of stuff going on in draft right now. Like you said, <clears throat> the qualifier, the $23 qualifier, you know, one in 20 or three in 20, 125 chance to win a trip to San Diego. Yeah, the San Diego definitely doesn't suck to go to. Uh, let's yeah, see. It's, it's like a better version of Florida, right? Like it's not as hot, but it's still sunny and beachy. Yeah, it's uh, if there's a couple of places in America I don't want to live, I think San Diego would probably be one of them. But anyway, guys, we're about to start a ten dollar. We're gonna start off at one buck, kind of like uh, ease our way up uh, as we kind of go through everything. But you ready, Stevie? Uh, nope. I am now. All right, here we go. So. Uh, all you guys jump into this. Thanks to those that followed me uh, both pre-show when I tweeted about it uh, and during the show, uh, we will get this going here. I've done a couple of these so far today, Stevie, and it's it's a pretty wide variety. Of course, we have the Dodgers. Those guys go off the board like hotcakes. But pitching, there's like Jacob deGrom, who's, who's kind of like the clear guy. Uh, he's at home against Atlanta today, so not the greatest matchup. But pitching does leave a lot to be desired. What's your kind of thought process? You're in the fourth spot. You're going to have a choice between, you know, a really good bat or the bats are just so good today, at least at the top, you might even get a shot at DeGrom. Yeah, I want to see how it plays out, but I think you prioritize the Dodgers today for sure. If you can get them, you know, they're facing a guy that throws a bunch of fastballs and they're one of the best fastball hitting teams in baseball. So obviously like they're a team that, you know, you want exposure to on the slate. So I think you prioritize the Dodgers. I think there are a few pitchers that you can get here um, later in rounds that are still in good matchups. Yeah, we'll have to see how this goes here. It's about to kick off. Uh, the Dodgers have the huge total. Uh, I think it's really warranted. It's like 90 degrees if you go to the Weather Edge tool. When it gets this warm in Colorado, we know it's a really good hitter's park, but it becomes exponentially uh, a better hitter's park when it gets so hot out there. Uh, outside of Colorado, what else are we really looking at for offense today? We saw Bellinger go, DeGrom went. You're probably going to see Muncie go here in a second, if um, I, I would imagine that. And then you're going to be kind of left with a decision. Do you want one of the other Dodgers or a Mike Trout, uh, a Christian Yelich, something like that? Yeah, I'm going to take Yelich or Muncie here. Um, it's pretty simple for me. I'm going to take one of those two guys. So uh, just kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, so he auto-picked. I'm going to take Muncie. Just take that left-handed bat in course. Yep. And I think the Milwaukee stack is really good. It's a nice pivot off the course today. Um, you know, I think Minnesota is a really good sneaky stack. If you're looking to try to get a good pitcher in some stacks, I think they're a team you could look at. There's plenty of options that you can get outside of cores, um, you know, especially in a draft format. Yeah, I did a couple of these. I've, I did a three-man, a five-man, and a ten-man. And I, you're not going to get a Dodger stack, in, you know, unless things really fall your way. So you can get your one Dodgers bat. Uh, after that, uh, the Brewers, uh, the, the Bronze, the Moustakases, those tend to fall a little bit. Uh, I was hoping I would get Peterson. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Trout here, just get the best hitter in all of baseball. And like usual, today's especially, in the fifth round, you can get some pretty good infielders. But there's not a lot of outfielders you want. So uh, I, I definitely want to try to fill my outfielders first today. And I get Mike Trout's usually, what, one of the first two picks or three picks off the board. I got him at seven. I'm okay with that. I don't really care who he's going up against. Yeah, you always have to take Trout, you know, when you have him in the seventh spot. And it's not like he has a bad matchup today. He's a really good matchup. You know, he's facing Mike Fires, reverse splits, gives up a lot of power to righties. So it's a great spot for Mike Trout on paper. 
Uh, what do you do uh, below above just took Nolan Arenado, who I've seen fall pretty far in these drafts today. Uh, he's in cores, which is always great. Going up against Ryu. Uh, Ryu hasn't had a really good career in cores when he goes there. Surprise, not too many pitchers do. Um, but it, are the Rockies being overlooked today? Obviously, you look at their prices. I've got DraftKings pulled up in front of me here in, in regular DFS. And Verdugo, um, Bellinger is off the charts. And some of these guys are expensive. But the, the Rockies are also still pretty expensive against a pretty good pitcher here. Are they going overlooked? You mentioned the Brewers. We talked about the Angels. The Astros are going to be popular. Um, the ownership numbers on the Rockies look pretty small right now. Yeah, um, I think that people are going to be scared by Ryu. Um, and it's just, it's tough because, you know, you like some of these bats, you know, you like Desmond, you like Arenado, but outside of that, it's just like, it's really tough to play Blackman, even though he's facing Ryu. It's just a lefty-lefty matchup at his price. It's tough to pay for that. You know, same with David Dahl. You know, Chris Iannetta, Mark, Mark Reynolds is extremely cheap. If you want to go that route, like, you know, you're getting a really cheap batting course. So I never hate that, but just got to kind of pay attention and be careful with how you do it today. I think there's a little too much cuteness going on. Alex Verdugo or George Springer? Um, I'm going to take George Springer in, in this equation here. Uh, I, I just think he's just, just too good to I, – I think sometimes the – I got to play cores as tra transfers over. And I, I think that was certainly a spot right there by, uh, by uh, who is this by our John's team. He already had Turner. I understand it, but you're really not going to be able to round out your Dodger stack much more than this today. Yeah. I don't hate that pick though. Um, you know, he's going to be batting second in cores on the road. If he doesn't get pinch hit for, you're probably going to get five at bats. You know, you're getting five at bats from a hitter in cores. Yeah, Springer's facing Tommy Malone. You know, he's batting leadoff as well. Um, you know, you're going to get four at-bats from Springer. So it's tough to really decide, like, those two. I think I take the extra at-batting cores, though. I'll take I'll take Springer. Springer's getting five at-bats, by the way, tonight. There's almost no question. I like that Astros get, offense. Getting it? He's going to get it? Is that what's happening? Yeah, he's, he's getting those five at-bats. Um, what else are – so let's talk a little bit more draft strategy today. One, I want to I wanna note – uh, I want to take a look at this today. Max Kepler went 0 for 8 yesterday. Did you, did you, how is that humanly possible? <laughs> you know, that's one of those ones that you chalk <laughs> up to variance, right? Like Kepler is so good of a hitter, but yeah, anybody can go for 8. It's just that, that's, that's random. Oh man. And that was like the 18 inning game in the, uh, the rain delay. We had the window there, but the, uh, the window did not close. It seemed like, cause that game went on and on and on. Uh, I saw Rendon go off the board, and I think let me see. Uh, most of the the Washington bats have kind of already gone off the board today, so they're facing Norris. It's eighty, you know, it's ninety degrees in Detroit. There's, you know, summer baseball runs are going to be through the roof with kind of the juice ball, the extra home runs, and now the temperature going up through the roof. Um, just offense is going to be absolutely phenomenal here for basically the next two months. What's your thoughts on Washington? They are drawing some ownership, but not a ton. And you could play Turner, Rendon. Eaton really helps out the stack if you're trying to do it because he, he's cheap. Zimmerman's also cheap. You can make a, a Washington stack pretty easily. They, you know, get that splits against Norris, have the bad bullpen behind them, really good weather. And I, I just think a lot of the ownership's going to focus elsewhere today and I don't really see Washington, uh, at least in the ownership outside of Turner, leading off really 
garnering too much steam today. Yeah, you're trying to ruin my stack here. So I got my Dodger bat. I'm going to try to complete the Washington stack. I was the one that take, took Rendon. Uh, they have almost a six implied team total going up against Daniel Norris. Um, like you said, it's hot. It's 89 degrees at the first pitch of this game in Detroit. So um, I like Washington a lot. You know, we look at this lineup up and down, Dozier, Robles, Zimmerman, um, Rendon. A lot of these guys hit left-handed pitching. So, you know, it's a, it's a good spot um, for Washington. All right. Well, I've got some bad news for you because I might do something to screw up your Washington stack here in a second. Because – well, I, like, I have all my infielders already. Oh, so oh you do? All right. So you're not going to hate me when I do this here. So it's a really tough choice between Kendrick or Zimmerman for me. Um, I'm going to take Howie Kendrick. Dude's been a machine all season long. Um, very safe. Has some upside. I know he hits a little bit down in the order. Um, but I'm going to take Kendrick, and uh, uh, I'm going to like him as part of your Washington stack today. Would you? Are you playing – Kendrick and Zimmerman and foregoing Eaton, who's cheap on, on a site like DraftKings today, just trying to get all the righties. I saw you already took Soto. I'm not really concerned about handing this against Norris here today. No, I don't expect Norris to go too deep in this game. That's why I took Soto. Um, you know, just completing that stack. I don't mind Eaton, um, but he's probably my least favorite of the group. Um, unlike DraftKings and FanDuel today, um, I'm only playing one lineup because I'm going to a movie with my daughter after this. So um, I've been playing like 20 lineups all week, and it's been a really good week for me. But um, I would definitely have a lot of exposure to Washington if I was running 20 lineups, um, probably 25% of my stacks. Stevie, we got to stay on brand here. What, uh, what movie are you going to see? Toy Story, man. Yeah, of course. I'm, 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 I'm going tomorrow. Team, so. Team Disney. Yeah, got to stay on brand here for that as well. Uh, so, yeah, I like uh, I like Washington. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the Cubs-Reds game because I was looking at the uh, the bat kind of over-unders. I didn't get them on uh, – I think it's like EV Analytics. Um, that is the highest over-under, you know, expected to go over the over uh, today. He has a, like – it's almost at like 10 and a half runs or something like that today. What do you see going on in this game? It's Cincinnati. It's 90 degrees in Cincinnati. I would think it would be a – I don't really care who's on the mound, like a 10 total. And I know Hamels and Gray have been okay this year. Like they've been pretty good, but this is sitting at a nine total. I, I don't know. I'm kind of in agreement. I think this game goes a little bit over today. I like some of the offenses. in that game. Yeah. It's hard not to like the offenses here. Um, I completely understand like Cole Hamels is a guy that could give up some home runs to right-handed bats and Sonny Gray has some massive regression coming to lefties. So, um, there's some good spots here in this game. Yeah, I like that. I just took Altuve. If you're playing on draft today, that's kind of one of the sleeper picks of the day. He is way too far down the totem pole. So if you are looking to kind of miss an infielder, this is what I was saying earlier. Outfielder, you take a look. And while there's certainly some good players, Otani, there's um, Schwarber, Rosario, a bunch of these guys are still here. Braun, uh, the infield, you can get Altuve basically in like the fifth, round on most of these i wanted to take them earlier and kind of point it out to you guys but that's one of my favorite late round picks uh do you have a pitcher yet nope i'm gonna take one of these guys i don't know yeah. which one yet but I'm gonna I'm take gonna, one of these guys. i didn't i almost took a pitcher last time uh, i don't want to give you the guy i want but it looks like basically everyone has in this draft has employed the strategy of waiting on pitching we're going into basically the last round and one two three 
four of us still don't have pitchers. Let me see if you're going to get screwed if you talk any of your strategy. No. You're, you're, you're the like, next person to pick a pitcher. So what, what are you thinking here? I'm probably going to take Merrill Kelly. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, probably, you know, going into San Francisco, he's one of those guys in the late rounds that you can kind of get here. It's not like I hate Merrill Kelly. And anybody that listens to the podcast knows this. I'm not a huge fan. I stack against him a lot, but he's in a good spot today. Um, really good late round draft pick. Um, his price is kind of up on, you know, you know, DFS sites today. So like, this is a good format to get Kelly and get exposure to him. Yeah. I like Kelly uh, a little too expensive on DraftKings, but certainly in play on a site like draft uh, has been playing good. You get an offense, right? It's 90 degrees everywhere. It's 63 in San Francisco today going up against that San Francisco offense. So that's, uh, that's one of my favorite. I wish he was cheaper. Uh, in regular DFS, but he's been basically my target. If I'm playing like a six man, I, I might take him as my, my, you know, just wait on pitcher, grab him six and I'm cool with that. Uh, so, so I like what you did there. You kind of screwed me. Jets is going to have to take a pitcher too. Uh, I'm hoping he doesn't take my guy. I think by the de- time the delay comes around, I'll be good. Um, so, so I, I got one here for you. How about some revenge? Does revenge sound good for you, Stevie? Sure. How about some Annabelle Sanchez against all those bad righties in Detroit today? Listen, I've played Jesse Chavez. I played Gerardo this week. Um, I can get down on playing him as well, but I, I think that <clears throat> look at I, I now this is this is some BS that just happened. I don't know if <laughs> if the stream caught up to it or the delay, but Jets, I am coming for you because now I'm screwed. Um, I think I would take Vincent Velasquez in your your case or Sorica. Yeah, I'm going Vel- uh, Velasquez was my other guy down here. So there's still good pitchers, like even in a 10 man, like Hernandez is there, Sorica is there, um, even Ryu and Coors. Like, you know, he's not the worst pick in the world at that, like, you know, pick. I wouldn't mind Hamels. I think I would, if it was in Chicago and, you know, it wasn't a wind blowing out game, I think I probably would have taken Hamels. But you give me a pitcher against Miami. He's certainly going to be in play. I'll take him over some of the other situations today. Yeah, even at like 70 or 80 pitches for Velasquez, like he's the guy that I'm considering as my SP2 today um, on DK. Can't believe. Uh, I got to know. Jets, if you're out there in chat, tell me if this, if you caught that on the stream. Did you snipe me on purpose? I think I was good and you were just being smart. But if you stole it because I told you, I'm coming for you. So <laughs> uh, let's take a look at Stevie's team here to close it out. Uh, we'll play a couple other ones. Uh, so you got Kelly, you got uh, Muncy, Rendon, Soto, Schwarber uh, leading off against Gray. Gray's been good, but it's 90 degrees in Cincinnati today. I like your team pretty, uh, you know, it looks pretty good to me, Stevie. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, I like the stack in four mans or 10 mans, but um, obviously wasn't able to do that because I got a course bet. Yeah. It's one of those drafts that I, I wouldn't mind getting like, ninth or 10th pick and you know being able to stack yeah, here, here's one Degrom with a pirate stack in milwaukee against chassin this this looks like a good lineup here yeah that's a good one that's a good one let me see if we got any other stats i like uh got a mini angel stack i picked trout on my team uh, there's a but, full um uh, brewer stack as well um right behind me oh man with chirinos in texas that one looks really that one looks nice too how did you guys let Yelich, Braun, Mustakas, and Grandal all go to the same guy. That seems crazy, right? It's a good draft. Good job. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we've got a little bit of an Indian stack. So uh, I thought it was going to be pretty hard to stack, but it looks like plenty of people were able to do it. So uh, 
that Brewers one looks pretty good to me. Yeah, but if you commit to a stack, like, and people are so focused on cores and pitching, like, yep. you can do it today. Uh, let's do a hitter only. We'll have some fun here. We'll up the stakes a little bit. Let's make a let's do hitter only. This is where you can really have fun with a stack. We'll make a $3. So I think no one really wants to pick pitchers today. Like, I'm not dying to roster anybody. So I think the hitter only is going to be more fun. So you, you ready, Stevie? Yep. All right. Um, I think I got that hitter only. We'll get this one going, and we'll see. You know what I'm not going to let happen is nobody's going to get a full brewer stack. Is I will not, <laughs> I will not let that happen because that is, that is a crazy good team for a 10-man on draft today. If you get that full brewer stack, that's like you're just printing money in my yeah, so I got the ninth pick this time, and I feel like I'm going to be able to get closer to what I want here. Yeah, I got the seventh. No Dodgers stack for me. You probably won't even get any Dodgers bats, but you'll still get a pretty high-end bat. I got Trout at seventh, and you can get some Angel stacks if you get Trout at seventh. Yeah, Angel stack is certainly in play today for sure. Um, Mike Byers gives up the give up the home runs for sure. What else do you like at pitching today? So we've got DeGrom at the top. Uh, Berrios against the White Sox is another kind of the top on arm. You got any strong takes? And I wish he always had more strikeouts, but if you're looking for strikeouts, in theory, the matchup looks pretty good today. Yeah, he is always a guy that has strikeout upside. I like playing Berrios more at home. Um, if I'm not paying up for DeGrom, like I like going down to like a Clevenger. Like you can save some money there, get away from Berrios, Lynn and Hamels and go down to a guy like Clevenger who's facing Baltimore. A lot of strikeouts in that lineup. So I think there is certainly ways to get off of DeGrom today. Let's see here. Uh, I pulled up plate IQ. You guys can't see it. But the shading on the strikeout percentages, I don't think I've seen this all year, but the projected lineup is all red uh, for the Chicago White Sox line. I, I don't think I've seen this all season long <laughs> where the projected lineup is all shades of red. And it is happening today for Barrio. So even though he's not the highest strikeout pitcher, uh, run suppression plus a little strikeout boost, I think that looks pretty good. Of course, someone takes Trout on me today. So I'm going to have to go a little. 50, what you're saying is 50 shades of red, huh? Yeah, 50, well, what is this? Nine shades of red is more like it. Yeah. Uh, Cruz, I do like Nelson Cruz today. That's a good bet at a home run. Um, I'll keep my mouth shut on what I'm attempting to do here because I just said I wasn't going to allow it to happen, but maybe I'm trying to do it. <laughs> um, so I, I took Randall. Uh, the Washington guy, they all go a little early on draft for you get a, a full stack of it. Uh, let me see if I can find any more offenses we wanted to talk about today. Um, Minnesota, right? That looks like a good spot for some offense. Yeah, I like Minnesota a lot. Uh, I think they're a really good sneaky stack. Uh, I talked about it on the podcast. I would expect that stack to be like less than 5% owned today. Um, I think the Padres are another sneaky stack. When you're looking at Walker this year, he's a guy that's really struggled with reverse splits. This is a very right-handed heavy offense. They have a lot of power against right-handed pitching. So um, I like the Padres. I think they're they're pretty sneaky as well. Let's see. The Detroit lineup just came out, or they just updated it. So I want to see – uh, it's not all red anymore. They have changed it a little bit. So, oh, I'm not worried about Detroit. What am I talking? I was looking at the White Sox. I got a pick here. Hold on. Um, I couldn't get Yelich, Braun. Um, I got Grandal. I'll take Moustakis here. All right, so we couldn't get Yelich, but Grandal and Moustakis. 
maybe I can get Braun the next time around. I'm 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 okay with how that's working out so far. Yeah. Got a nice little brewer stack going there, Britt. I t- I told I told you I wasn't gonna let anybody else do it. <laughs> so, uh, what else is out there for pitching today uh, that we really want to really want to target? Uh, I mentioned Annabelle Sanchez. He's someone I'm looking at uh, going up against uh, that Tigers lineup. It just doesn't seem really good. Uh, pulled up plate IQ. There's what six of the nine hitters are in basically the red or deep red. That's plenty good enough for me. He's, been uh you know very good against the righties this year a little bit higher strikeout rate so annabelle certainly someone i'm looking in dfs uh if i take a look on the starting lineups page 11 percent ownership currently on DraftKings today that's fine if, if he stays that low I'd, I'd imagine he inches up a little bit higher um but uh i'm playing some tournaments today i'm certainly going to be overweight on annabelle Sanchez. yeah um the other guy that i really like today is wade miley uh when you're looking at the seattle team not only are they terrible against left-handed pitching they have a few lefties in the lineup or projected lineup so like that helps miley but this team stinks they're bad um there's a lot of k's here when we look at like the guys that have isos over 200 all have strikeout rates over 30 percent so there's a lot of upside in this spot for wade miley a guy that doesn't typically get blown up that pitches deeper into games most of the time um it's a good spot for Wade Miley. I'm fight F- Flores Mark 1983. I'm fighting him on a Brewer stack. So he's got Yelich teams and Braun. I've got Grandal and Mustakas. So I think I'm going to have to do a do a sort of a, a three two mini stack. I got to go searching for another team here. I think I got a a couple of targets, uh, but we'll see what ends up following to me. Yeah, I like that Wade Miley. Uh, I don't know if you've looked yet, but guess his current projected ownership on DraftKings. I have not looked. Um, 16%? 2%. Uh, I, I, would, oh, wow. I would imagine it goes a little bit, but he's 8,600 on DK today, so I understand it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he gets a little higher than 2%, but it looks like the crowd currently not on him too much, Steve. That's crazy. I like him on – I think I'm going to play him on the $100 single entry series over there on FanDuel. I've had some good teams this week. Um, so, need to finish out with a strong weekend. Um you know, to have a chance at that. But I like Wade Miley. I'm going to take, let's see what we have here. I think I found what I'm going to do. I'm going to do sort of what you did. Uh, I took Soto here. So that'll kind of tell you where I'm going for the rest of my stack. I think it's attainable by the time it all gets around to me. Uh, Let's see. And the good thing about, like, it's, You've got a Colorado stack. Everyone's got their own priorities in the hitter only. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so it's, it's it's a lot easier, I think, to get the guys you want because no one's really going for one-offs. Yeah, like, um, to be honest, you know, I wasn't planning on stacking Colorado. It just kind of worked. Um, I was looking at some of the projections, and, like, Desmond and Dahl are so projected so far down that I knew I could take Arenado and Blackman and potentially get Desmond and Dahl, so – I know it's a tough matchup, but the fact that I get four cores bats um, on one team is really nice. Uh, the other pitcher I want to talk about. Oh, I got a. Oh, someone just took Zimmer out from under me. Uh, I'll take Howie Kendrick. So it looks like I'm going to have a two-two-one. Uh, the other pitcher I want to talk about that's drawn a ton of ownership today is uh, Hernandez of the Marlins, and it's simply because he's sixty-five hundred on DraftKings today. What are we going to do with him? The Phillies lineup, right, can be very good, but it's in Miami, which is by far, I mean, we have a game in San Francisco today, 
But those two are like light years ahead in terms of pitcher parks today and where you'd want to be taking pitchers. How would you approach him at just what what looks like a too cheap price given the rest of the slate today? Yeah, he's going to be very popular. I think there's good pivots. You know, Vincent Velasquez, a little bit more expensive. Um, You know, we talked about Anibal Sanchez. So there are some pivots, but I think he's a good play. Um, there's only potentially going to be two or three lefties in this lineup. And if that happens, like it's a, it's a bump for Hernandez. He's been really good against righties has good strikeout stuff against righties. He's probably going to give up a few runs. He's mm-hmm. not going to have a clean game here. Um, anytime you have a young pitcher that only throws three pitches, he's going to give up runs. But the fact that he has a really good slider, um, with all these righties in there, we know sliders against righties generate strikes. Um, so I like the strikeout upside here for sure. Yeah, and if you guys weren't aware, I see it going on in chat. I want to wish our producer, Devin, uh, uh, you know, he got in a little accident with his bike yesterday. Uh, he got cut off, kind of hurtled his bike head first into like another car, ended up going through their windshield. So he's toughing it out. Uh, he showed up on the injury list as questionable, and uh, he decided to uh, tough it out for all you guys today. So uh, give, Gavin, or give Devin a round of applause uh, in chat and, uh, you know, Never want to see uh, Devin. Uh, you know, our, uh, I think my favorite producer. I don't want to slight anybody else, but uh, you know, Devin, I'm glad you're okay. So everyone, everyone, tell Devin uh, that you're uh, you're happy he's doing okay. So listen, if I had to show up at 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday, Devin <laughs> needs to show up with a broken head today. I don't care. Yeah, and uh, th- those. Uh, do you have the scooters? Are like those little scooters all over Orlando? No, I don't. But I love going to towns that have them. Yeah, like uh, I was talking to Devin pre-show. Those uh. In the, the congested cities, the, the scooters, the bikes, those are scary to kind of commute on because there's just there's cars everywhere and people everywhere on those things. So, But Devin's got to get his bike ride in. Uh, he's, he'll end up getting a nice new bike out of it, but, uh, you know, gl- glad to see Devin's doing all right. The dude that, the dude that hit him better buy him more than a bike. It was a, I saw a, a, a post office truck cut him off last second yeah. he, had to he, needs to, he needs to buy him some 333 entries too yeah <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have he's my crushing f- golf he, need, he needs he needs some 333s for golf next week uh mr postman i gotta find a final picker did you are you gonna be able to round out your colorado well, stack? you can only you can only take four you can't take all five so yeah, I, I mean that looks good to get a full stack of any team is probably the way the way you want to try to do the hitter only I wish the hitter right. only was more – I almost wish it was, like, the way to play on draft instead of having to pick the pitcher. I don't know why they don't do hitter-only tournaments. I've been telling them that for a year and a half. Um, would love to see hitter-only tournaments. That would be a lot of fun. But um, if you're looking for a cheap, like, last pick, um, Mark Reynolds has uh, no projection today. So, like, he's a guy you could potentially play if you're, like, trying to round out a stack or something. So, um you know, just getting exposure to core is always fun. You know, you never know what's going to happen. They scored 20 runs there yesterday, and 20 runs on draft, you're probably going to be sitting pretty good if you have exposure to that game. So I'm going to take uh, – I'm looking for a home run, and I don't think there's many better bets on any given day than a home run than Joey Gallo, so I'm going to take Joey Gallo as my final pick. Yeah, I'm trying to debate here. Like, I really like Jordan Luplo today. Um in this matchup and I'm trying to debate, do I want Luplo or do I finish it off with Kike Hernandez and go full on course? Um, think Kiki's going to make the lineup. I think he'll play. Um, I'm going to take Kiki. And then if he doesn't play, I can kind of swap him out and see where swap to BD. Someone in chat saying BD is a 0.7 projection. So if you're looking for a cheap, 
uh, Dodgers bat, that would be a good one for you as well. Five cores bats. I like it. Let's do it. I mean, you can't say that's a bad play. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Obviously, I agree he's been really good this season. and Like, it could blow up in my face. But the fact that, you know, I potentially have the first four hitters for Colorado at home with it really hot, like, I, I can't hate it. So, uh, we won't go through this one. We're going to – I want to mix it up here. We've had some fun. And now we're going to do – pitcher only Stevie and it's just we're all going to be miserable taking pitchers but it'll allow us to kind of talk about some of the plays we may or may not like a pitcher today so we're going to take one for the team and on a slate where I'm not really looking to roster too many people we'll do a little what do we got a, a five man five man will make it work right yep all right so we'll do pitcher only only if I could spell correctly Five, man. We'll just do it for a couple of bucks for fun. You ready? Yep. All right. We'll get one of these out. So we already talked about some of our favorite play. Basically, well, we didn't really spend too much time on Degrom. I, I always like Degrom when he's home, but you know it's against Atlanta, right? Like a tough team to strike out, and they got some really good bats. But there, there's really nobody else that I think carries his upside. Barrios does a little bit, but just raw strikeout potential. I still think DeGrom has that, especially since he's home today. What's your overall thoughts on him? Is he worth spending up for? I don't think I'm going to play DeGrom tonight, but I don't think he's a bad play. Um, like I said, I do like Clevenger a lot, like for the salary savings. I want exposure to cores. So I want the Dodgers bats at the end of the day, and it's really hard to fit Dodgers in and DeGrom. And I think everybody that's going to be playing DeGrom and Dodgers is going to have Hernandez. So, I don't really see many ways to kind of pivot off of it. So I, I really like uh, the Dodgers and I don't want to get too chalky with one team. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned Clevenger. Are you concerned the walks can kind of creep into his repertoire? Obviously their strikeout potential. Uh, the last start at Texas um, had the strikeouts, but the walks and then he gave up some earned runs. Didn't really have a, that great of an outing as, uh, as he came back from the injured list, but you don't really have too many questions with him today. Not a lot of question marks there. Um, not a very patient team in general. The lineup, not that great. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's a really good spot for Clevenger if he can not walk too many people. And then what do you think about Lynn? I just took him. I'm not in love with Lynn today. Uh, I think he's maybe pitching a little bit over his head, and the Rays do present a reasonably tough matchup. Um, but a strikeout rate against righties is pretty good, and they do have mostly righties. The, the lefties, low and Meadows, can give him a little bit of trouble today do you think he's kind of worth you know that the the Lance Lynn price is basically as high as it's ever been in DFS yeah I don't think I would play him in a salary cap format he's just so expensive um on DK I don't play on Yahoo because I live in Florida so I don't know what he is over there but 9k for him on Fanduel is kind of doable if you want to do that I don't hate it um yeah it's just yeah and this this draft got ugly quick. Yeah, like I I don't love Yanni Chirinos, but I'll, I'll take him at home against Texas. Yeah, like I'm gonna take Anibal Sanchez here. Yeah, I think that's basically like the last of the what I would consider good choices. Yeah, you want strikeouts in this format with pitchers only. Um, you know, you don't expect anybody once you get past your first pick to really 
dominated game. Um, I might take Ryu with my next pick as long as we don't get caught up here. Like just knowing that there are strikeouts in this lineup and he can go out and get me like five or six strikeouts and score like 10. I don't know. What do you think about his, his price on DK is it's not like the top tier like it has been. He's 8,900. Is that a usable salary today? That's the cheapest you're going to get him all year. Yeah. So it's it, obviously it's a really tough matchup. You got to kind of see what the lineup's going to look like, but it's the cheapest price you're going to get him. If I was playing 20 teams, I'd probably have him on two or three teams, but um, I'm not going to play him on one team today. He's projected currently uh, for 2% ownership. So it looks like the field will not be using Hinjin Ryu today. Uh, Duffy just went. Uh, I'm going to take. Oh, man, this is really tough. I think I'm going to take Hernandez here because I know he has some strikeouts and. It's just, it's in oh. Miami. <laughs> it's, it's in Miami. And when it's 90 degrees everywhere else, pitching in Miami means something. For sure. Yeah, that's what I would have taken too. It, it's ugly now. You're just trying to get guys that have some strikeout upside. Like Chris Archer's still there. It's, it's obviously a really tough matchup for Archer, but like he's a guy that has strikeout upside, so I don't hate him. Probably the best of the rest, <laughs> if that's even a thing. Well, I'm excited. I'm at Archer or Gray. I know you mentioned San Diego, but I might take Waka. Well, you can take Waka. Waka I'm going to take one of Archer or Gray. I'm surprised one of these guys fell this far. I don't love Archer, but I'm looking for strikeout potential. He's looked a little bit better, too. Um, He's kind of changed his pitch mix over his last couple of starts. Um, He's one of the highest K props on the slate, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm going to take Archer. I, I don't love him. I think there is – his price is cheap enough where his ownership is basically w- about what it should be. But um, I think there is a little bit of upside for Archer today, especially with uh, his new pitch mix that he's throwing. Yeah, like his K prop is uh, six and a half, which is the second highest with Clevenger and Lynn behind DeGrom's eight and a half. So, like when you're looking at K props, he, he's certainly a guy that pops on the sheet. Here's where it's about to get real ugly, Stevie. Yeah, I want Sean Anderson. I don't like Sean Anderson. I think he's terrible. He got picked right before me. I just wanted another pitcher in San Francisco. Uh, I took Tommy Malone, and I have no idea who I'm going to take with my last pick here. So, Waka Shasin fires. Someone's – I mean, it, it doesn't look pretty. I'm going to be I'm gonna, I'm gonna. be picking between Senzatella and Ramirez. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to take Mike Fires just because he's not Walker or Chasin. Um, Solid analysis, I know. I'm hoping I get Waka. But there's there's no way I get Waka. If I get Waka here, I'd be stunned. Yeah, Waka is probably my – between him and Sensatella and Chasin, like, they're just so bad. Like, all three of those guys are so bad. You could get negative points from those guys today. I'm going to I'm gonna take Felix Pena, who's the long reliever today. That's who I'm going. This is what it's come down to, Stevie. I can certainly see – does he Does he not have a projection? No, well, yeah, he's not the starter, but he's the probable long reliever today, so – even if he doesn't come in, you might outscore Sensatella and Chassin. Yeah, like it's not the worst if taking a zero. Yeah. I probably should have taken Chassin, but I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll take Pena. I'll take my chances there. I would take Pena there too. I didn't even think about him. 
I probably would have taken Pena over Fires. Jets is probably pissed, but I just got him back. He took Chastain, which was probably the right pick here. So, yeah, uh, lots of fun stuff going on on draft today. We'll come up with something in a little second for you guys to play along. But uh, if you're having fun on the show and you've never played on draft, you're trying to wonder how do I get into it, I can go to your iOS or Android store. It's best played on an app. They do have a website, but I, I think all of us that play most of the time uh, use the app a lot. You just download draft from the app store, and when you do sign up, Use promo code GRINDERS. We'll get you a free $3 ticket for you to play in anything. And then uh, you can kind of start having fun. You can follow me, Stevie. Uh, Grant does a lot of these too. So when we're on the shows, and uh, I think Travis does some too. So when we're on them, you know, you're able to play along and kind of join in here. Uh, I want to go through the lobby one more time and just kind of show everybody everything that's going on on draft today because it's pretty intense. So if you enjoyed the show, and you think your teams are looking pretty good and you got a better handle on it, I encourage you to go play in the lobby because there's a lot of fun stuff today. You've got the World Series uh, final here, the qualifier number 52. You get to go out to San Diego. If you happen to win this, uh, it plays a, a couple of days in a row. And if you happen to make it to the finals, boom, you're out into San Diego. So it's a three-entry max. And the first round is... Let's see how many people. It's just five people, so you should be able to get all the players that you want, not really have to reach on pitching. So if you're, you like your teams, uh, I encourage you to go jump into those. They've got all the other games in the lobby. Uh, they have best ball. Let me kind of show you what baseball best ball uh, kind of looks like. Let me find it on here. There's so many things. i got to go to live. So I've got – I played four of these earlier in the season, and as you can see, I'm, I'm currently winning two of them. Uh, so what it is, you get you you, you basically pick uh, uh, it's 18 roster spots, uh, and you can kind of see here you get scoring weekly Monday through Sunday, and it kind of totals it all up for you. So if you've ever wanted to play baseball in a more season long and not actually manage your roster, just like the best ball for football, um, you can get into these. And uh, I would encourage you. Uh, I think the bat uh, just had some updates today here on Roto Grinders for you to get a lot of fun stuff. And then if you wanted to look on fan graphs, you can kind of get the bat rest of season totals. And that's what I use to basically do these. And I'm winning two. I'm right out of the money in the other two. So uh, Mr. Cardi knows what he's talking about for baseball. And you can get a real big edge up on the field kind of using his projections for some of the random people on there. So go check out the baseball, best ball. And, of course, the football championship, 25 bucks, You can win a million dollars in here. Uh, Stevie, are you caught up on anything football yet this year? Not really. I've done a few best balls when I've been bored, but yeah. um, yeah. I'm on, I'm on I'm on the clock here, so let's let's have some fun with this pick here. So this is the seventh round, the seventh pick. I got three running backs. I got White Miller and Carrion Johnson. I got three receivers, good ones: Juju, Devontae Adams, and Cooks. I like to go running backs earlier, um, but they just didn't fall the way that I wanted to. Uh, Jared, I think Jared, oh no, Jared Cook just got picked, but, uh, I, I think I want some tight ends. Uh, Ebron's still staring at me here. I think I'm going to take Ebron. Does that sound cool to you? Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to take me some Ebron. So, uh, yeah, if you want to play some football and get your football on, jump in on these on draft. Uh, you can play the championship. You can play the kind of normal cash games. Just the lobby is hopping on draft today. So, uh, get over there and play uh, a really fun site to, uh, kind of just to have a little different variation to your normal DFS play. Uh, yeah. We're going to close this out. Uh, we're going to play, what are these called? 
I forgot again off the top of my head. The dream team. All right. So let's talk a little strategy on the dream team today because we've got DeGrom and then we've got the Dodgers and they're just, it's so obvious. This is a 56 person field. How different do I need to get in a 56 person field here? Um, Out of how many of the 56 are going to have Cody Bellinger? Probably everybody and everybody should. <laughs> um you know, I know there's variants and everything like that, and obviously, you know, you can get burned by that. But like Bellinger and Muncie are just so good. Like, I, I think you get different by maybe taking Yelich, um, like one of the best hitters in baseball this season, against one of the worst pitchers against left-handed bats. So, like, maybe that's how you get a little different. But I don't think you need to go too different when it comes to the Dodgers. How, how I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a Milwaukee stack. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. This is my dollar, Stevie. I'm gonna spend it how I want to. You like the Brewers earlier. What do you? I know it's very tough to fade the Dodgers, um, but I, I think I'm gonna. I like the Grandal and I like the Mustakis. Everyone's gonna have Muncie, so I'm differentiating over there a little bit. I'm gonna take Yelich, and then do I need Bellinger? Do, or, or should I play Trout or Springer? Like, nobody's really even going to get down to these guys today. I um, I think I'd personally take Bellinger, but it's your dollar. All right, I'll play Bellinger. I think going Milwaukee with a Bellinger is going to be enough to kind of differentiate me there. Uh, well, yeah, the other... you're going to have three Milwaukee bats where everybody else has three Dodgers, so yeah. you're already way different there. Uh, at pitcher, is it worth? I think DeGrom is pretty clearly the play. The other guy, there's two other guys I would probably think about in this format would be Berrios, who looks to have a phenomenal strikeout matchup, and then Clevenger, who he could have a massive game if he gets hit around a little bit. I also wouldn't you know, be surprised if that happens today. But is there a reason to, to go away from DeGrom in this type of format? No, when you're looking for just pure points, I think um, you take DeGrom. You've already been different um, by not stacking the Dodgers, so I'm perfectly okay with having DeGrom in there. Yeah, I think I'm going to throw him in there as well. Just DeGrom at home. Uh, I've said this for years. The flow chart is if DeGrom is at home, I don't really care who he's pitching against. He is going to be basically my top option. So and that's what's yep. happening. Uh, I'm going to go. I believe I should be able to submit that. So uh, I've got this in here. Yes, first place, that $15 is coming right into my account uh, for sure after that one. So uh, I think that's going to about wrap up the show. We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, if you guys have any QQs or, Devin, if you've somehow curated any from uh, uh, YouTube. Oh, look at this. He's got them ready. Even when he's injured, he's still curating the QQs for us. Um, so this is a Yahoo game. I am playing Yahoo. I haven't spent a ton of time looking at Yahoo so far. Um but it's Waka Muncie and Marcakis or Miley Altuve and Kane. I don't think... know which way I go. You're going to take the second one for sure, I think, right? Yeah, there's zero chance of playing Waka. Yeah, I think this. I would take that second one. I have not dug into Yahoo completely yet. I was playing on draft to get ready for this show, but uh, I, I don't know if any of those would be great, but uh, I would definitely take the second one. Uh, for YouTube guy, but I, I would probably not play any of those combinations overall today. Um, what's your overall 
agenda tonight for DFS? What's your strategy going into tonight? Um, I'm not stacking on DK and I'm double stacking on FanDuel. So like on DK, I'm paying up to get Muncie and Bellinger. I'm mixing it in with some cheaper bats. Um, I do like Clevenger a bunch. So kind of getting off the Grom, but I'm, I'm ch- kind of chasing home runs on DraftKings where I have a I have a Dodgers Padres stack right now on FanDuel and I liked how it came out. So I'm going to kind of, you know, look at that. I, you, you're still only fitting in two Dodgers when you're, you're stacking on FanDuel because they're so expensive to get a decent pitcher. So, you know, I have a two man with a four man Padres stack and then two one offs that I like for home runs. So yeah, just kind of looking at it that way. Yeah. I'm not MME tonight. I'm, I'm just hand building, um, you know, a handful of tournament teams, I think is how I decided to attack the night. Uh, I think Cleveland and the Nationals, I'll probably have a stack of each of those along with, I haven't decided, I got to see what kind of the final ownership comes in on the Dodgers because it's, it's really expensive to stack up the Dodgers and you got to do some weird stuff with pitching to get them. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have one of the Dodgers or one of Milwaukee and then I'll probably get a little bit um, off the radar with, with my other two stacks tonight because it's just a... Uh, very tough to always win with the chalkiest stack of the night and even the the Dodgers are just going to be so popular you're just you're just fighting against so many people I think if you end up using them tonight so um, might not have a Dodger stack in my small amount of hand-built teams Uh, that's going to do it for today's draft show Uh, thanks to draft for sponsoring the show Uh, Stevie always fun uh, mixing in a little Disney with some baseball talk Um, you're going to Disney in a couple of days over the all-star break so have fun uh have fun down there, brother. Uh, drink. Are uh, you going around the world? No, no, can't can't do that with a seven year old. Oh man, too hot down there too. Not a lot of shade over there around the world either. No, there's a there's a beer that I've been drinking a lot at um, Hollywood Studios that I'll probably have a few of those, but that's about it. I'm waiting. Star Wars land. I'm going down there in December for my wedding, so I'll be excited about the uh, the Star Wars opening down there. But anyway, guys, uh, we got lots of shows. We got two more shows coming up. We got crunch time for your premium members. Uh, go read the articles if you're bored in between the shows, but Stay tuned on Roto Grinders. Lots of good information coming up for Stevie. I'm Britt. Thanks for watching, and we out you. This is Dave Potts with Roto Grinders. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick walkthrough of my lineup from Tuesday night that won the uh, relay throw on DraftKings and just kind of really talk through the tools that I used on the site um, to help making those lineups. Um, if you're familiar with my article, uh, The Million Dollar Musings, that sort of gives you the, the backdrop of how I do my research um, as far as mostly looking through plate IQ to find, um, just go through the matchups each day, make my list of top plays at every position and things that I like. Um, but in those bigger tournaments where I'm multi-entering, uh, I've been using Lineup HQ's Lineup Builder to get me more lineups than I can build by hand. In the past, I've been uh, someone who did everything by hand, and I do about 15 or 20 lineups, um, anything that's going to be in a single entry or a three max entry tournament is going to be done by hand. But when I get into multi-entry, um, especially if I'm trying to do a, you know, a whole bunch of versions of a stack, I'm, I'm going to use the lineup builder. So I'm going to show you um, what I did on that night with the uh, Padres stacks uh, that helped me take down that tournament.
So if we go to results DB, you can look back at any contest you want and see ownership levels. Um, and this was the relay throw. And um, right here up top, this is the lineup that won for me. Uh, you'll see I uh, paid all the way up for Max Scherzer and all the way down for Nestor Cortez. Um, there was sort of a high end and a low end of pitchers and then a mid tier. And uh, this lineup went uh, went high low. Yeah. So there's there's a couple ways you can go. And I don't think you're crazy for going in several different ways. Um, personally, I think you get I think you can get up to Max Scherzer and punt, punt some bats um, because we've got with these hitting conditions, some of the punts are just more interesting. The, the really cheap stuff, I think, is going to be very chalky in tournaments. And I like it. I like Cortez, and I'm even fine with Jesse Chavez. Um, and then a five-band Padres stack with uh, power one-offs and Vogelbach and Listella, and then a cheap Kyle Garlic, who was there just to make the salary fit. On FanDuel, the Padres are just way too cheap. Uh, Reyes and Renfro, I think you can play in cash games, and I think they're going to be really chalky in tournaments on FanDuel as opposed to DraftKings, um, but I even like them there. What I want to point out about this lineup is for this tournament, I was the highest on that uh, Padres stack of everything that day, and the one thing I want to make sure of is that I just got simply way ahead of the field on the Padres. It's not that they were sneaky, but um, when you get to a 15-game slate, I just am not as concerned with ownership as I am on a smaller slate, as much as I'm concerned with making sure that I am ahead of the field on whatever I like the most. Um, so I'm not going to worry about getting off of a stack that I like because it's popular, but I don't want to just simply match the field on it. Um, so if we click to my ownership, um, just look at my lineups. I believe I had something like... 80 lineups. And if we start just looking at the hitters, um, you'll see that my five highest owned uh, bats were all these Padres. What's interesting is my highest owned, and I think everyone's highest owned Padre was Fran Mil Reyes. And he's the guy that didn't do anything that night. He got robbed of a home run, um, but he only ended up with three points. But having those multiple varieties of Padres stacks allowed me to have um, Manny Margot in that winning lineup. And he's the guy that wasn't in my you know, my first build of a Padre stack did not have Margot. Um, and that's why I want to make sure I had multiple versions of that stack. So I could pair him with the guy that I did like the most, other than Reyes, was Mejia, um, who had a big night. And then if we go look at my um, pitcher ownerships for that night, wait, wait for it. There it is. Um, what you'll notice is um, I X'd out most of the pitcher pool, all these zero percents. Um, I did not want any of those guys. I was focusing on the, the two expensive guys, Scherzer and Cole, the two cheap guys, Cortez and Chavez. And then mid-tier, I, I was on Jack Flaherty, who had a bad night. Um, they had four great innings and then one bad inning, which uh, kind of ruined it all. Um, but I knew I didn't want to be just all in on, on someone like Flaherty. So I mixed in the other mid-tier guys a little bit along with him. Um, but the lineups that do, did the best that night were the Scherzer with one of the cheap guys who both came through. Um, so the reason I use lineup HQ for multi-entry stacks is to get me all these different combos of these pitchers that I like. Um, I can get to, like I say, I can do about 20 by hand where I'll figure out, okay, let me make sure I have five with Jack Flaherty and five with Scherzer. Um, but to get all the right combos of the different versions of the stack, um, I just set in these percentages, um, 
mostly by Xing out a bunch of pitchers and then uh, doing the same at the positions um, where just getting rid of some of the players that I know I didn't like. Um, like, so all these first basemen down here were just X'd off my list. Um, so I didn't want to try to play everybody. Um, and that allowed me to make sure I had a focus on Padre stacks with all these different pitchers. And um, as it worked out that night, one of them hit. And um, that's what we're trying to do in these big tournaments. It's really kind of first place or bust. Um, so the key there is get ahead of the field on your stack and then focus on the players outside your stack. These guys like Vogelbach and Lestella were kind of the difference makers as really low owned plays with home run upside. So the players who are not in my stack that don't have home run upside and are expensive are going to get X'd out completely. Um, and then I'll leave a couple of these cheap guys like Garlic in because they're the only way you can fit Scherzer with a Machado and a Tatis is by having something cheap. Um, so that's basically the process I use on lineup HQ. Um, get all my Padre stacks. Um, and for this set of lineups, I set 100% Padre stack exposure. Um, I think I did 30 Padre stacks or so. Um, and I did those all in one build with 100% primary stacks on the Padres um, with the way I had uh, mixed in the ownership and everyone else. And that night it worked out for me. So if you have uh, any questions, you can always find me on the Million Dollar Musings. Um, we can, uh, I'll usually talk through each day which of the stacks I like, which slates I'm not stacking, if I'm doing mini stacks, who I like. And you'll be able to figure out kind of how I'm getting to my player pool on each night from that. And then um, just a matter of watching the games and every once in a while, um, it works out like that. So good luck to you and we will talk to you later. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, Friday afternoon Yahoo show for tournaments. We're going to build a tournament lineup for you. I hope you're out here in the chat playing along with us because uh, I'm joined today by... Yeah, I mean, listen, first off, let me pump the brakes here. I'm Head Chopper, all right? I'm going to be hosting, I'm going to be steering this ship today. Big T's the one dropping the anchor. I'm going to let him do all the heavy lifting today. So uh, uh, Big T's going to join me here. We're going to talk about some baseball. We're going to talk about a lot of things here, but uh, I want to get started on Big T. Big T, how are you doing out there? Haven't done, got, haven't, haven't had the pleasure of doing a show with you since uh, NBA finals ended. So how are you doing out there, man? I know it's going to be weird doing a full slate here. I think the last, like, we've done how many shows since football? We've probably done over 100 shows since football. All of them single game and two game type slates. We're, we're not going to know what to do with, with uh, 14 games or however many games we got tonight. Honestly, sometimes we get on those uh, showdowns and we talk for about an hour anyway. So it's not like we got that much extra time to kill. But uh, I mean, you know, like, like we are, like, like most people run out there and just say, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. I think we're sitting here going, you know, thank God it's not Dean. At least we're not doing a show with Dean. <laughs> you know, every time. The funny thing is when I seen your name on there, I was excited because I was thinking it was Dean for some reason. It was it was like – it was a major upgrade, to say the least. Yeah, we're going to have a little fun today. We're going to talk a little baseball. Like you said, 14 games. Easy peasy, though. It's not it's not rocket science out here, baseball. We'll figure it all out. So, uh, we got a few the things. Good thing about doing, the only good thing about doing shows with Dean is that you just win money every time because he bets against guys like Jason Vargas. I mean, it's easy peasy out there. Yeah, he's he's got some bad takes on his side. So, uh, that is a good thing. He does give up the free giblets pretty easy. But <laughs> we do some house cleaning for everybody here. First off, the like and subscribe, you know, on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you want to hit the like button, the subscribe button. It helps everything out. Helps all the numbers out here. keeps us rolling along. So like and subscribe on YouTube. That's a major thing there. Uh, drop your questions in the YouTube chat. Our producer, he'll get them to us, and I'll try to answer them at the end. I'll try to get Big T to answer them at the end if we get a, if we get a chance to. So drop some, drop some questions in there. Like and subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. Yahoo is sponsoring this show, so I've got to talk about Yahoo for a minute. I want to talk about, first off, the Grinders 30 promo. Grinders 30. Grinders 3-0. That is the promo. If you want your deposit motor, you got to put in Grinders 3-0. That's how you get it. So you're going to get a little extra extra giblets there to play with if you go and sign up for Yahoo and you put in that promo. All right, next up, the Yahoo Best Balls. Devin just dropped it in chat. You see a link there. The Yahoo Best Balls are selling like hotcakes, man. People are all into that even in June here. It's going off the table quick. You got to get in there. If Yahoo best balls for NFL are filling up, you got to get in that fast. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on them to drop the college football. I just know they are. I just I just got a sneaky feeling that they're just playing everybody out here, man, and they're going to drop some college football. But right now, you can get in the NFL best balls. That's the next best thing if you want to get into a little season-long action. I don't do the whole – I used to draft and do all those drafts, you know, where you, you got to go set a roster every week. You got to do ad drop. Man, I, can't, I just can't do it anymore. So the best balls are the way you just draft is done. You – I know it's a little bit early to be doing a big T, but do you do best balls or do you, or do you do the regular draft where you got to spend like an hour every week going over lineups and ad drops and stuff? No, I mean, I'll do the ones like with my friends. I mean, there's been well, yeah. two, two, probably two leagues that I've done for forever, like 15, 20 years. So I'll still do those, but 
nothing crazy just more more for trash talk than anything else with my friends but i don't know how these guys get in a hundred leagues and edit i mean how do you edit that many lineups and remember it all and i'd rather just go do the dfs and win that money so i mean the best balls like you said there's a bunch of good prize pools out there in june it's probably not for me but there's a lot of good prize pools and i'm sure the edge is huge right now if you know what you're doing yeah, I'm not, yeah, that's the whole thing. If, I guess it's with anything. If you're into it and you're and you're more studied up than anybody else, you can find an edge in it. So good luck to them. Just not my thing right now. I see Dean in chat. Ah, you know, whatever, Dean. You're you're, you're Dean. Dean, do you need my Venmo info for that bet the other night? I haven't seen that thing. Right now. Up this terrible tanking take take again. Oh. Talking about Zion and all the round one. He's just Dean. You don't even. This is probably the wrong place to be doing that because you're about to get hammered. You're about to get hammered, man. You know the world champions just won the best team in the world right now. Just no lottery picks at all. Can you believe that, Big T? No lottery picks. I, mean, I don't know how they did it without tanking. I mean, uh, I mean, how do they subject their fan base to ten years of garbage? And uh, they didn't have to do that. They still won without all that. So, uh, Dean, you're in the wrong place for that. Stop stealing our info. I don't want to see you on the flagship show talking about the same things Big T's doing it. So. I got my sound on so we can we can hear when that Venmo comes in. Oh, Dean, don't be like that, Dean. If you owe a person money, you got to pay them that money, Dean. Step up your game, bro. We don't we don't play that game over here, man. Anyway, we got a shout out here. I want to do a shout out because we got the badge promo thing working. So, my shout out today, PJH eighty nine, PJH eighty nine. If you're in chat, please show yourself, man. If you're not, you missed your shout out because. I just shouted you out, man. But what he did was he was part of the badge promo, which is you go to the link. Uh, there's a link in the forum for the badge promo. It tells you how you can switch out your current avatar slash badge, whatever that you want to call it. Get the RG badge on there. Enter some contests, right? If we spot you, we can give you a shout out. But the big thing is if you actually win and it fits the criteria, which is your top three, I believe it is, or something like that, without ties, and and you get a, it's 5,000 plus people. If you fit the criteria, we see you with your badge, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get a free month of premium here at Roto-Grinder, so that's big time stuff right there. Top 10, it's top 10 with, with tie, without ties. Free month of premium, man, that's some big time stuff right there. You want to get that, and you get that just for winning, all you got to do is switch over your badge, so you're already shooting for top 10. Now you get a free month out of it if you got the badge included. So that's the badge promo. PJH89, he's the guy today. Fair enough. Now we can move on here. Let's get uh, – what should we talk about, man? Do you really want to get into baseball already? You got any other hot takes out there? I mean, so much stuff we can we can discuss here, man. I'm going to leave – it's up to you. You want to talk about Samson? What's Samson doing to you out there on the uh, Twitterverse, man. Uh, I don't know if we – I mean, I can't give him the time of day on, on a show here. Like, he, he's a piece of work, but – He's funny, man. I give him that much, man. He's I mean, I don't think – we, we were talking before the show, but, I mean, I expect to get called out when I'm on a little cold streak. But right now I'm on a heater and I'm still getting called out. So, tough times in house knee house right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I – he probably could have picked, uh, you know, some some better guys to go after. I've, I've seen do nothing but win a lot of money here since uh, the end of NBA season. So probably not. I'm mean, like the best stretch of my DFS six years or however long I played, and this guy's just blistering me because I took Dustin Johnson this week. Like, 
I mean, it was a bad play. Well, whatever. Like, come I, on. It wasn't a bad play. It was bad ending. Bad, bad, bad results. Not a bad process. It was one of those ones, though. Like, before the results even, I, I was texting buddies. Before he even teed off, when I saw he was 57% owned in the 2K, like, I immediately knew it was a bad play. Like, and this this is this is before he even teed off. Now it looks terrible. But to pay 12K for a guy that's 57% owned in high stakes, like, can that ever be a good play in golf? Yeah, that's not – that's definitely not where you want to be for sure. But, I mean, it happens. And then, yeah, I, I immediately – once the thing kicked off, here's what, uh, here's what I thought. Because I saw – I think it was – I forget whose tweet it was. But it just made perfect sense. Like, such a bad course anyway. Such an easy course. Yeah. All of his edge is nullified anyhow. So, and, and Have you seen these good. holes? Like, they're literally all dead straight, big greens, huge fairways. Like, I feel like I could go shoot six. And it's Detroit, too. And so it's downtown Detroit, practically. Who wants to go play in Detroit for the weekend for four? Two days is way more than enough. Four days is too much, especially yeah. for a multimillionaire like, like DJ. Who wants to – how is Hoop, with all that money he made, still living in Detroit, man, with that terrible rundown eight mile, man? I mean, he must have a place next to Eminem or something, but – I don't know, man. It's too much, but we should have known. We should have seen the writing on the wall. You want to get into some, you want to get into some baseball here, man? Let's do it. All right, guys. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go over a few things: the positions, some players, all that good stuff, some stacks. We're gonna do all that stuff, and then at the very end, we'll start to piece together a Yahoo tournament bill. I'm actually going to invest my money in this lineup. I'm gonna plug it in that fifteen dollar, their big fifteen dollar. Uh, tournament tonight which is a nice bankroll builder for the guys out there you're not gonna you're not gonna win that big t money that 50k money not that not that big stuff but it's a nice way to get started it's a nice way to keep sustaining yourself for little peons like me we, we need these little tournaments we need to take down these thousand and two thousand dollar ones every once in a while to, to keep on going guys like big t are out there looking for hot tub and shit like that man so i don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this this is crazy stuff I mean, don't 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 tell that to samson I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to mess around with uh, Samson. He'll, he'll come after me. But uh, let's get into some pictures now. So I'm on Lineup HQ right now. That's what you guys are seeing my screen. Some of my tools I go through every day. Just to give you a little behind the scenes peek here, we're going to get to Lineup HQ. It's going to be one of the bigger ones I use nowadays, especially for baseball. It's got everything you want in there. So I'm going to get to that. First thing I want to do though, let's take a look at the weather because I just we want to make sure we're not playing any games that just completely look like they're going to get rained out. So I go to the you MLB. They got, web. That on the, they got that on the HQ now. Do you see that? I do, but I like, I like to, I like to see Kevin's pretty uh, sight here, man. He's got it all fixed up for us. So I'm going to go to his MLB forecast page, which is uh, one of the links in, in the premium. I don't even know if it's premium. It might just be free, but I'm looking for red. If I don't see red on his page or like an orange, yellow type of thing, I'm not worried about it. I, I see nothing today that shows me any, disregard for anything uh no red no orange so everything's good to go i trust him he'll update it you can check back later but the weather looks fine then i want to go to his new tool this weather edge. you ever use the weather edge where it gives you a little peek at the stuff that's happened with this cart with these kind of conditions before like he's got his weather edge out there it's pretty cool man like i'll go to his weather edge page here see if there's anything that jumps off the charts some of this stuff is baked into the totals already. Some of it's baked into, like, if you use Cardi's projection, he's got a little piece. But it's always fun to look at. It's always fun to know. So, like, Cleveland, Baltimore, that's pretty good hitting weather right there. You can see there's a little boost in home runs every once in a while. 
Uh, if it's not too big, it's pretty neutral. I'm not messing with it. Washington, Detroit takes a little bit of a downturn, but that's Detroit anyway, so I wouldn't expect it. New York, a little bit of an upgrade for home runs, but that's that's pretty minor in that kind of a ballpark. You're not chasing home runs there anyway. So that's what I like to go through. I'm not seeing anything that jumps off the page. The big, the big stuff is when you see, like, the wind blowing out of Wrigley. You'll see the big numbers jump up there. We don't got that today, so we're not going to worry about it too much, but – that's the first couple things I like to look at. Now, let's talk about some pitchers, man. This is where you, you, you get your bread buttered in DFS, right? And your cash games is with pitchers. So, talk to me, man. Let's start off in this high range of these guys. Actually, it's it's kind of interesting that when I looked at it, I saw, like, one guy, I'm not saying I'm going to play him because the ownership's probably going to be through the roof, but the one guy that jumps out is DeGrom, and he seems like he's just head and shoulders above that next level of guys, which is weird because there's 28 teams playing. Usually you get several guys who are, you know, elite guys, but we only got one tonight, I think. So talk to me about DeGrom and then any guys after that you feel like should be in his category. Yeah, I mean, at the top, it's for sure just him. It's kind of weird, too, because DeGrom has not the easiest matchup against Atlanta. I mean, they, I feel like Atlanta is always a tough out for the most part. But I always watch our, our boy, too, the new guy at the sharp side, JJ. Yeah. You watch those videos he puts out? He's a funny guy, man. And so his dad did the video yesterday. Just freaking hilarious. Super sharp guy, too, obviously. But his play of the day tonight on the on the Sharp Side channel was the Mets tonight. He loved the Grom against Atlanta. Then we see the projections for Cardi has him way ahead of everyone else, like you just said. Basically, the only guy at the top I would even think about playing because he's projected so much higher. So you get a super sharp guy saying to bet the Mets because the Grom's in a good spot. You get Cardi doing it. All of a sudden, it looks pretty tasty, no matter what the ownership is. I always like to play one guy too on these two pitcher sites. Fanduel, it's a little different where you can build different teams, but on on DK Yahoo, the two pitcher sites, Fantasy Draft, all of them really. I like to play at least one good pitcher most of the time to get some upside, and then maybe filter a cheap guy with them. So. For sure, for me, it's just DeGrom. I really can't make a case. I'm looking at the other guys at the top. I mean, I can't really play Clevenger at that price. Berrios, probably not. Hamels, definitely not. Ryu, no. Like, all the other guys at the top are projected at least 10 points lower than DeGrom. I just can't do it. If I go up, I'm going for DeGrom. Yeah, I think I'm bleeding that way, too. I mean, I think you can get away with uh, some chalk in your lineups in baseball. You don't have to be all chalky. You can – especially the hitters, you can fade the hitters a lot easier than you can fade the pitchers who are going to be chalky. But I just looking on Yahoo, I'm, yeah, it's pretty clear cut right here. First off, we're paying $5 more for Clevenger. <laughs> no, thank you. Right? Like, I'll pass on that one. It's not like you have to pay extra for DeGrom above these other guys. He's 51. So is Burial. So is Hamels. You know, he's right there in line with everybody. So, boy, it's going to be tough to fade him on uh, – on two, a two-pitcher site like Yahoo where you got to lock one of these guys in, I'm with you. I, th I think he may be a guy who we lock in eventually. So he's the clear-cut guy. But sometimes people like to save a little money on pitching too, and you got to have two of them. So where else can we look at? You see anybody in that mid-range here? We'll get into the really cheap cheap guys here in a little bit. But you see anybody in that mid-range that you can, uh, you know, maybe maybe you fancy a little bit? For me, just the way the way Yahoo is priced, it's really tough to go in that mid-range, especially on a 14-game slate where we got 
just unlimited hitters. You got cores. Obviously, the Dodgers are going to be mega chalk again tonight. You got a bunch of other good spots, though, that we'll get to when we get to the bats. I mean, 14 games. There's Big Dean texting me. Four, 14 games. Let's see what Dean said while we're going here. He's got to wait on his RG paycheck to he pay. He said PayPal? Question mark. Dean, PayPal, Venmo, however you, you want to send those giblets over, get them over here, Big Dino. But, yeah, 14 games, tons of offense. I got to save with my other guy. But the nice thing about this slate, you got a ton of – you can play two cheap guys too. Like, And I think people will just because, like I said, Coors, other offenses like Houston and a bunch of other teams with high totals that you can play these cheap guys. And there's cheap guys that are projected in the same range as everyone else besides DeGrom. So – you got th this dude from Miami is the guy I've been playing a, a bunch. This Eliza or however you say his friggin' name, Eliza Hernandez. He is only 31. You got Reed Foley. I always like to play Reed Foley for some reason. I feel like every time we play him in the cheap price, he strikes out a bunch of guys. He's only 28. You got Shasin is only 25. I know Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a ton, but you're talking men price and he's projected 15 fantasy points. I like that. I mean, all these cheap guys, whereas you look in the mid-range, I don't like Soraka, Kelly. I mean, a bunch of these guys in the mid-range just, they don't really do it for me. So, for me, it's pitching super simple, even though it's a 14-game slate. Like, DeGrom up top and then a bunch of cheap guys for me. And I, it's kind of been that way all year, right? Like, these cheap guys, if you can hit the cheap guys that do good, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of money that night every time. And I think tonight's no different. If you can find two of these cheap guys that get you 15 to 20 fantasy points, I think you're going to be better off than spending just because you can fit these bats in. And we've seen the juice ball all season. Like balls are flying out of the park. I like these cheap guys. What do you think about these cheap guys? Yeah, that's where I usually like to go. I mean, I'm usually down there in that range and, if I'm doing multiple teams tonight, there's uh, there's teams I'll build with a couple of these guys. I'll, I'll pass on DeGrom just to see if I can maybe get the bats in there. You know, you never know when that, when that may pay off some nights. And, I mean, I've seen enough aces get smashed this year that I don't have to necessarily force myself. It's not like years past, like you said, the ball's flying out. So, yeah, I do love DeGrom. I'll, I'll squeeze him on as many teams as I feel comfortable with. And then I'll go cheap, like you said. I'll go two cheap guys if I have to. I don't have very much interest in some of these other guys who are in tougher spots with high salaries. I want some offense tonight, right? So uh, that's kind of that's where we're at with uh, with pitching. I think you summed it up. DeGrom and a cheapie, that's the way to go. Forget that mid-tier. It doesn't look great. If I'm looking at some guys in there, I mean, gosh darn it, I don't even – I just some of these guys you just can't trust. Any. I can't trust Chris Archer anymore. He sucks. <laughs> He's Eric got the, like, one of the worst matchups, too. Like, yeah, he's got a matchup. He's just not being good. Like, who? I mean, Wade Miley, no thank you. No thank you with Wade Miley. Years. Honored from Dean. Check it out. Dean got – oh, hey, don't let the people get your Venmo info, man. You know, <laughs> stuff on there. But. Dino's paid up. Dino, no, it's about time, Dean. Step up again. When, when, when you owe money, Dean – you should be very taking the initiative and jumping out there to ask somebody's Venmo on PayPal that that night. Not I told him I'll give him a chance to run it back too next week. The Yankees best offense in baseball against Vargas. Oh. Oh. Run it back, Dean. You can have it again. He's scared now. 
He's oh, I can't wait for the Yankees because that regression's coming, Chop. Remember? All the numbers, the hard hit rates. It's coming. The regression is coming, Chop. He's scared like uh he's scared like he's gonna be scared in the NBA next year when another team wins it with with like no lottery picks that they drafted and you know what I mean? Like what happens when the Lakers win it with uh AD, LeBron, and Kawhi, but none of those guys were even drafted? Does that even count towards the tanking, right? That doesn't even count towards the tanking. Because even though they were taken high in the draft, it wasn't even with that team. So Poor Dean, man. He's going to have to hear that for a while. But I mean, they're going to win it, too, because if they get another star. They get Kawhi. That could, be, that could be deadly for somebody, man. So, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're going to get to some stacks now. How about some stacks? I think that's where we are with pitching, staying out of the mid-tier. These expensive guys. Let's look for some stacks now before we get into the positions here. All right. We go to the Roto Grinders, Vegas Vegas money page right here gives you the line, the over-under, you know, projected runs, implied team total. Whew. I like to sort by projected runs to see what it looks like. You could kind of tell who's going to be chalked by looking at the top teams up there. Those are usually going to be your chalk stacks. Look at the Dodgers tonight, man. Almost a run and a half better than anybody else. You know that's going to be chalked tonight, especially after last night when they cranked out like 16 homers. So talk to me about the Dodgers. Maybe, maybe a Dodgers fade. And who else you might like in this top range? Yeah, so for me, yeah, last night, four-game slate, Dodgers like 40% owned in most spots, like just super chalky. Tonight is a little different, though. We got 14 games, massive slate. They're not going to be 40%, obviously, because it's a huge slate. But, I mean, these guys are going to be so high-owned that in baseball, I just don't think it makes sense to play them. I know that you to min cash, you're going to have a better chance to min cash. And this is true. I don't care if you're playing 100, one team or 150 or 10 on Yahoo. It really is the same to me. Like, I think you have a better chance to min cash playing the Dodgers, but a way, way worse chance to win a tournament playing the Dodgers as a full stack. I'm not saying you can't play a piece here and there to, to get some of it. But to play five or six Dodgers, depending on what site you're on, or four on FanDuel, I just don't think is the best move on a 14-game slate when you got other offenses that we like. I mean, Minnesota, 6.2 runs. Houston, 5.8. Milwaukee, 6.2. You got Washington's been crushing. They're at 5.9. I mean, just going up and down the list, you got lower teams that are cheap that we can play with DeGrom that makes sense. For me, I don't want to say that I'm going to completely fade them because I don't know where the roster construction is going to go. I mean, we still got three hours till till tip-off here, but I think it's the smartest move to fade the Dodgers tonight, even though they have a massive total, even though they're in the best spot. I think it's a fade. What about you? Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk let's talk about that then. Let's let's let, let me break some scenarios down for you, and I want you to you give me the answer to these because people need to know this, right? So you're in that ten dollar tournament on DraftKings, or well, Yahoo's a little different because everything's a little bit smaller. But let's let's take the really big one: ten dollars, fifty thousand people on on DraftKings with a big payday. Yeah, you're telling me fade fade the Dodgers, right? And first of all, too, we should talk about that tournament because people always whine about the payout structures. That is a juicy tournament. It's only 25K. It's a 25K for first, and the payout structure is just amazing. Nice and flat. I, that's the way I wish a lot of them were. 
I don't, hey, listen, I, I wish, I don't mind putting out there uh, 40% up top, let yeah. somebody grab 100K, but give us a little variety. So that's all I asked for, and, and they did tonight. So, but with that, it, it is flatter structure, but it's still a lot of people. So you're, you're a of people. Yeah. And you're still trying to win first. Like, yes. it's not just because it's a better structure, you're still getting way more money up top. We're, right. we're not playing it safe by any means. So. Yeah. So let's let's say uh, that one's a good fade. What about we? I have 150 teams in that, that tournament, too. And I can almost guarantee that I'm just going to fade the Dodgers. Like, just throw them out. Sure, in the higher stakes, it gets a little different. Although, I will say this in the higher stakes, the Dodgers will be even chalkier, which gives, even though there's less teams, like in this. On DK tonight, I think it's it's 740 bucks or something, and it's a great tournament, million dollars. I think it's only like 1,500 people in it. But the Dodgers will be even chalkier in that because the hoops of the world, these sharp players, <laughs> hoop. they'll just jam the Dodgers. Like, they just don't care. And it's one of the reasons they hate baseball. This is a whole other subject we can get into. They hate baseball because they just jam the best plays, and it's not like basketball where the best plays work. Yeah, baseball. You need to have a contrarian mind, which is why I like baseball. I just don't think it makes sense to play the Dodgers tonight, and I can't really see myself doing it. Besides, maybe just a total flyer on some team to just in case they go way off or something. All right, so let me let me run another scenario. There gave us two of them. Let me run another one. A guy's making making one lineup tonight. He put it in some double ups few cash games, head-to-heads, and he's going to drop it into a couple of single-entry games. One lineup. Now what do we do with the Dodgers at that, at, at that chalk? I would, first of all, I would say, I say this in every sport to put your cash game in a tournament, but baseball is the one sport that I really don't think, if you're building a good cash team, I don't think you should put it in tournaments. I know that sounds crazy, but if you're building, I just think you need to stack most of the time in tournaments and you need to be more contrarian. And if you just jam the best plays, I don't know. I don't think you can really win a tournament in baseball doing that. But that being said, if I wanted to build a safe cash single entry type team, if you're going to do that, yeah, I'd play the Dodgers. I mean, they have the highest total. They have the highest upside. I mean, I would just play the best plays in those formats. Although, again, like back to the initial point, though, like single entries, I think is your best chance to be contrarian in single entries and high stakes. Like it's the same strategy for me. If I know everyone's going to play Dodgers heavy, I don't want to play Dodgers heavy. It's a 14-game slate. There's going to be – I mean, the Angels could score 15 runs tonight. There's a bunch of teams that could just go off. I'd rather have the Angels at 3% than the Dodgers at 25% every day of the week, even though the Dodgers are in a better spot. And single entries, like, that's how you're going to win first place. The night that the Dodgers score five, even if they score five tonight, which is a decent night and it could happen, imagine if the Dodgers score five, how good you're going to be looking if you faded the Dodgers. That's scoring five runs. Yeah, it's definitely the slate matters and with 14 games. We could get some other stats to step up and do big time. So I do got a question for you in chat. It's on topic. It's uh, do you have any interest in a Pirates stack there against Chassin? Do you have any interest in the Pirates stack? And uh, if so, or if not, who, who else? Who else can we be looking at? There? You mentioned a couple of teams, but who else? What in the world happened to your Houston team against Pittsburgh? I mean, this team. Pittsburgh came out on fire Ooh. there, man. They laid a whooping on Houston, like two, three straight games. And three straight, man. You know how I am in baseball. We've talked 
I, I talked to you more than anybody doing these shows for the last two years. I like these hot hitters. I believe in it in baseball. And this team just keeps scoring. You want to talk about a team that's going to be unowned. No one's playing Pittsburgh. I know that you don't have to worry about it. outside of the Dodgers. You don't have to worry about ownership tonight, first of all. But there's still something to be said about getting a full stack of Pittsburgh at 1%, 2% owned especially with how hot they've been. I mean, you look at this lineup, Shasin throws meatballs too. I talked about using him, but that's because he's men-priced. It's not because I, like, love him. I think you can play both ways for sure, like Pittsburgh stack and Shasin. It just makes a ton of sense both ways. Yeah, man, the hot streak thing I mentioned. Uh, I was on the show the other day with Kurt, and we were, we were talking about some stacks, and that's exactly what I, what I brought up to him was in baseball – when a lineup gets – sometimes it's not just a hitter. Sometimes a lineup just yeah. starts cranking, and then one guy feeds off of another guy off of another guy, and it just – they steamroll for a couple of weeks. Like Minnesota's had their they had their time in the sun this year where they've won all the money on a bunch of different slates because everybody's just feeding off. Pittsburgh's like that right now. They're on a real hot streak, man. So uh, I would definitely, definitely look at a team like that. So – that's a good little contrarian play. Like you said, outside of the Dodgers, we're, there's not going to be much ownership that we have to worry about anyway. So I think I think we're good just fading. So that's speaking of fading the Dodgers, man. One thing I want to do here, right, real quick, I want to go to the to the Yahoo or not the Yahoo, but the lineup HQ and to just and just show people like if you're going to go in here tonight and you're going to build some teams, all right, you go to the build rules. I, I'm using Cardi's projection, but I don't think you ever want to be optimal per se. And so I don't think it necessarily even matters. In yeah. You can yeah. have any number in there, really, for the most part. And besides pitcher, pitcher definitely matters. But hitters, does it even matter? That's that's what I was going to say, exactly. I, I like to keep my pitchers pretty close to optimal and let him do the work right there. But take my hitters and you can do anything with it. Sometimes I'll just set it up here at, in the 50s or whatever. It doesn't matter. So uh, then you go to hitter stacks, guys. This is a, just a quick lineup HQ lesson. If you want to stack those 20 lineups or 100 lineups, you want to get if – you're, if you're out there right now watching the show and you're like Brick Devine and you like to max out in the quarter arcade, you know what? This is how you do it, man. You go out there and you – if you're like Brick Devine and you like to run 500 lineups and only spend five bucks on it total, this is how you do it. You go to hitter stacks. Man, look at all these uh, options they give you. All these quick stacks, you can do all that. You can do all that later. I, I prefer like a four by four usually, but it could be anything. Down here on the primary stacks, you go down and look at the ones you might want and make sure you don't get the ones that you don't want. But let's say you're looking at, all right, I'll, I'll put some on Cleveland. I'll put a little bit on Cleveland. I'll put a little bit on Toronto, whatever. Go down go down there. Oh, I like, uh, let's see here, who we just talked about. Pittsburgh. All right, Pittsburgh. You know, I want some stacks on Pittsburgh. And then I'll go, I'll go to the, I'll look at the Dodgers. Look at this big ownership number right there on their stacks. I'll just keep it at zero. I just don't want any Dodger stacks in there. That's all. You know what? I won't play any Dodger stacks. Maybe I'll set a four by three lineup and they'll give me like a one-off Dodger. I don't mind a one-off. You know, that's not a terrible thing, but I'll avoid the full stack. Set it out there until you set that thing and it comes back at a hundred up here where my cursor is. And then you press you press build lineups and let it do the work for you and stay away from the Dodgers in those big tournaments and get up in there with uh, some of those other good stacks that are going to go under the radar tonight. So I'm with you, man. Are we, are we, are we tapped out on stacks now? Did we give all the people everything we got? 
I, I love it too because like you said when you do it like that too and you set like you click the six like on yahoo you can get six guys so you can do six two you can do five three like you click those buttons too and you get guys that you wouldn't normally take if you're hand building like yeah just for example if you're taking milwaukee tonight you'll get some arcia where you might not have played him if you were hand building and what happens every time in baseball you've seen and i've seen it like it's always there's always one guy that you might not necessarily have hand built that breaks the slate and by doing it like this you end up getting some of him and it might end up winning you winning you the whole slate yeah you're just looking for that for those crazy bottom of the order guys who have big games and no and nobody's on them and yeah, that's I what got, I, I got a sneaky game too for you, just because oh. it's staring at me. Like, I don't know if it's oh. that. It's definitely sneaky tonight because it's hot as balls outside. Like, it is so hot in Cincy. You got the Cubs. Oh, you, got the yeah. you got Cole Hamels, who, who's been decent this year, but he throws meatballs. Sonny Gray has had times where he's got crushed. I mean, he's been great all year. I'm not saying he hasn't been, but we've seen Sonny Gray get lit up at times. You're going to get the Cubs completely unowned tonight. I don't mind it for – I'm not saying to go all in on it by any means, but I don't mind that game. The Cubs always pound the Reds too. Don't mind it. Uh, you just never know. You just never know which game is the one that's going to go crazy. Your game – so many things. You said the weather. That could happen. It could be It could be the fact that the, they get into the bullpens early and then a couple guys have bad games in the bullpen. Yeah. Things go haywire. You just never know how somebody's going to get to those 12 runs on that night. Any and you never know who it's going to be. So, yeah, I think the point is that we've made is pretty clear. You stay away from all the chalk up top in the stacks. You want to win the big tournaments, man. If you're, if you're, if you got your life savings riding on one lineup, you may want to play some Dodgers. That's all. But if you're playing a bunch of entries and it's smaller stakes, stay away from that super big chalky stuff. So, uh, let's see, what do we got here? 325. I mean, we got about 25 minutes or so left here. Let's get to, uh, Let's get to some positions now, man, before we get into building our lineup. Let's talk real quick about – run through some of your favorite, favorite plays at every position. I'll pull up the hitters here. We got some more lineups that have uh, dropped recently, so we, we're getting a little bit of a taste of uh, what's going on there. Let me refresh my lineup HQ, make sure I got all the up-to-date information from uh, – from the bat the bat you use the bat don't you big t oh yeah I, like like we were saying i use it more for for pitchers than hitters for sure but i still like looking at it i mean you can see when guys are popping off and i use it for value too like yeah say i want say i need to find one value hitter to make my team work i'll just sort by projection or point per dollar and maybe there's a guy i didn't even picture in there that pops off the page yeah, you build it, you build it, you build a lineup, you feel great about it. This is the nuts right here. I'm going to win it all. Oh, I need a $2,400 shortstop. Well, yeah. I don't know any $2,400 shortstop. I'm going to see what the bat says, and he can sometimes pop you a good one in there. So I like that. Let's talk about catcher first off. Uh, catcher here, Yahoo pricing, but we could use DraftKings too, whatever you, whatever you want to use. Any catchers that jump off to you today that uh, you say, all right, these are the guys I got to play. Usually I'm just waiting for the lineups to come out give me a cheap one in there, but you never know. You know, sometimes you can spin up and roster Gary the Goat. And, uh, you know, I saw yesterday Buster Posey at three grand took another offer yesterday against the left-hander. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can play Buster Posey anymore. What do you think? <laughs> I don't, oh, you seriously played him? <laughs> Just on the little four-game slate, it was oh, three grand. He's man. so terrible. And he, he had bad. to be the chalkiest, too. Like, what was he owned? 
I don't. I wasn't even looking at it, man. I mean, he had to be high on too. He's he. People always fall into that trap where that guy. He's so terrible. Like I'd play, I'd play Dean over him. I think if Dean was lower on, like it's just the guy is just dreadful. But on a fourteen game slate catcher, I mean, it depends on who you're stacking. Some of the guys that stick out for me, like I love Castro. Castro, I think, got the six hole tonight from Minnesota. I know it's lefty lefty, but though that's gonna be a bullpen game mainly for the White Sox. So you got Castro's only nine bucks on Yahoo. The twins are obviously in a really good spot. The twins are they have a weird lineup too. So they got all these cheap guys in there. Like their lineup kind of sucks. But the White Sox suck. So I sometimes don't don't you like it in baseball when the lineup's actually worse? It doesn't I mean it doesn't make sense when I even say it. Like why would you like a lineup when it's worse than their good guys? But no one plays them then. Like they're, they're just no one's gonna have them and they're so cheap that you can play DeGrom with them. You can you could even like say I play five cheap twins guys. I could play three Dodgers all of a sudden just to then I can get some chalkier guys and still play DeGrom. So Posey, gee, this guy said, Posey, of course Posey's cheap. He should be cheap. He's freaking awful. He does suck. He does suck, man. I mean, not, best case scenario, he gets you like two singles. I'm just woofing on Cardi and those guys who like Posey over Sanchez back in the day. He, he's terrible. Don't want to play. Listen, I got a question for you, though, all right? So we're looking at catcher. You like a good cheap catcher, too, who can come out and do things. How about this one? We get, we're looking at the Dodgers thing. We don't want to fully stack them. But what about a guy like Russell Martin, who's only $9, $2 above the minimum on a, on a site like Yahoo, probably cheap everywhere. And he's probably going to be one of, if not the lowest owned hitter in the whole lineup. What do you think about a guy like Russell Martin? Is that, can that be our one Dodger we play? Yeah, it's again, it's just more about the roster construction for me. Like if you were, yeah, I don't mind him. It's just, he's going to be high owned just because it's the Dodgers. So I mean, I would think he's going to be 15 to 20% owned and freaking Russell Martin, like, oh, I just would rather play Castro, I think, or like real Muto's only nine bucks. Like there's just uh, Buster Posey's just, I can't stop staring at him now. Like that dude's seven bucks. <laughs> seven bucks. At least they got the pricing right on it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know about. I mean, I don't. Obviously, you can play any Dodger. They got a massive team total They're in cores, but if Russell Martin's going to be fifteen, twenty percent owned, I don't think I can use him. What's your cut? You have a specific like cutoff? Like that's that's too much. I can't do it. I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the projected ownerships the first run, and I'm sure they're going to correct it. But I'm seeing more around that ten or eleven percent range on on Martin. Does that make a difference for you? Yeah, I mean, too if much. you told me for sure that he was going to be under 10, then I'd, I'd definitely like him more at that just because of the price. But I just feel like the, these mega chalk teams, like the, I just feel like it has to be higher. Like he's nine bucks. You can play six guys. I don't know. And it's hard. Like we got the projections. Jamino does a great job, but they get these close. But it's hard on a 14-game slate. I don't care if it's Jamino, whoever it is. Like it's hard to know who's going to play who. I just feel like a, a not everyone when they need a cheap catcher, what are they going to do? They're going to look at the Dodgers. They're going to see nine bucks and they're just going to play him. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to 20 than 10. Yeah. Ah, well, that's, that's fair enough. But again, though, like you can play any Dodger. It's not going to be a bad move. Yeah. 
And I was just thinking maybe a little lesser owned than the other guys. Obviously, you're going to avoid the guys who are 30%. Well, back to your, your point about Jamino, and they do a good job here. And I know he's got some help now, but man, boy, they, they, do, a, they do a good job, a really good job. I, sometimes I look and I'm looking at the projections, then the lineup's locked, and I look at it and go, dang, they almost nailed that one. So they, they get it real close a lot of the times. You can really, really have a big edge by using stuff like that. Good projections in ownership like Jamino has. So fair enough. We'll move on to first base here. First base always a pretty crowded position here. Is there anybody that's jumping off to you at first base tonight? Yeah, so first base, I, I kind of like that. I like how Yahoo does it where you can play six guys in the stack because when there's a chalky stack like the Dodgers, you can get – a lot more value in other spots. And like tonight, again, I'm going to keep talking about Minnesota guys, but like Kron at 19 bucks, no one's going to play that guy because of the price. But it's just such a good spot for Minnesota in this park against a bullpen game. The White Sox bullpen sucks. And then you got guys like Rizzo. Like no one's going to play Rizzo. I talked about the Heat. I kind of like the Cubs tonight. They're one of my – you look at these prices too for the Cubs. You got Russell and Almora are both dead men price. I just like the idea of being able to play DeGrom with a full stack that I like and just get a full full, full team that you like and feel good about. Whereas if you play two cheap pitchers in the Dodgers, like you're high owned, you're chalky. And I just get more by playing DeGrom and the Cubs. A guy like Rizzo, you got Josh Bell from your Pittsburgh team. No one's going to play him at 22 bucks. Ah. There's just so many ways you could go at first base. You got – I don't know. How did Bohr hit two bombs the other night and then somehow he wasn't in the lineup yesterday? You could have just cut that off at two bombs the other night. How did how did Bohr hit two bombs? <laughs> exactly. He hasn't hit a home run in, like, years. <laughs> he I, I literally has – did Bohr hit a home run since the day Siege uh, anointed him a top 35 player and made – I don't think he hit a home run in, from that point until the other day and then he hit two at the same time. I, I probably not. You're probably right. I mean, so you mentioned Josh Bell. First off, Josh Bell should have been an all-star this year. This guy's been the best first baseman offensively in the National League. Pretty easy. Now, I go to the RG lineup HQ. It's got a little right up there, and I'm looking at it. All right, so I click on it, or I hover above it, and this is what this is the first line. It says, "What team leads MLB in slugging percentage over the last two weeks?" Not the Yankees, not the Padres in Colorado, not Baltimore. It's the Pirates, so just what we talked about earlier, the Pirates are an offense that's starting to click right now. It won't last for the whole season. It, they'll ride out the street for a week or two, and then they'll go back to the regular Pirates. But for right now, they're hot, and they are a team we can play. And Josh Bell's definitely at $22, a guy who should be on your radar tonight, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, every single time. The guy, the guy has so much upside, too. Like, he just – you look at what he does. They just came off a hot series in Houston. It makes a ton of sense. I mean, it's just leverage on the slate. If you can hit the guy that goes off like that, I like it when they're overpriced too. I hear JSU talk a bunch on the shows about this. If they're overpriced, again, it's one of those GPP strategies that doesn't sound right. But if you know if a guy feels too expensive, people won't play him. Like no one's playing Josh Bell tonight. And he's one of the best plays on the slate. So I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of ways we could go. You mentioned a lot of them. Uh, let's say we want to save a little money. Like this is the spot you want to – maybe you want to punt it. You know, you're going to stay away from course Field, but you don't want to pay 
the big money for Crone or Bell or any of those big guys? Is there anybody there for a value play that you can uh, – you know, you, you, you mentioned Minnesota, uh, their offense tonight, but what about the other end? Can we play in Abreu, who's super, super cheap on Yahoo? And Bar- people will stay away from Barrios, but Barrios isn't exactly a world beater either. So is there a guy like that that you can play? Yeah, I, I mean, Barrios is – he's one of those guys that he's either on or off for the most part. And I like Abreu more than more times than not against lefties, but he's so cheap that, like you said, he's going to be unowned. I actually like the White Sox tonight a decent amount. There, there's a bunch of cheap guys, though, like Ryan Zimmerman against a lefty is only 7 bucks. <sighs> Belt, Belt is only 11. You got so many in this cheap range. Paul Goldsmith has been freaking awful all year, but he's against a lefty for 12 bucks. You got Austin. Who in the world is Austin Nola? Is that is that Nola's brother? Yo, you're, uh, it might be because there can't be that many guys named Nola, right? Seven bucks. Like uh, uh, all these guys that are so cheap. So you got guys like Jock Peterson that are 15 bucks. Like this guy is going to be 30% owned on a 14 game slate. Like don't play Jock, Jock Peterson tonight. I know he's probably one of the best plays of the night. He's going to be in the one hole. He's in the highest total, but don't play Jock Peterson at 30% owned in a tournament. Sure. In a cash game, like we were talking about single entry, if you want to do what you need to do, but man, don't, don't play Jock Peterson in the tournament, I don't think. I mean, at that ownership. Yeah, that's I'm with you. Let's go to second base. Now, we got about uh, roughly 15 minutes or so left. And then uh, – so we'll start building here in a minute. But I want to get through the positions here. Second base, a big, fat, chalky, expensive Max Muncy is up there. We can play him or we can save a little money and go with some of these. There's really a kind of a kind of a big drop-off in talent after that. But – you know, that ownership's going to be heavy on Max Munt, especially after cranking up all those fantasy points last night for us. What are we doing at second base here? Yeah, I mean, so right away at the top, like you talked about, Muncie, at least he's priced up. Like, Jock is only 15. Muncie's 25. So, uh, back to the, the thing we talked about where if they're a little overpriced, I kind of like them more. I kind of like Muncie as one of my favorite Dodgers if I was playing one, just because of how expensive he is. I think he could end up being one of the lower-owned Dodgers just because he's so expensive. When you can play guys like Altuve for 15, you can play La Stella for 15, Scooter Jeanette's back tonight for 13, and then you got the cheap guys. I mean, Robinson Cano is 7 bucks every friggin' day. He's good. You got – Tim Beckham should be. We don't have the lineup yet. I don't think. Yeah, we do actually have it. He's not. He's not in there though. Yeah, he, he's not in there for Seattle. So scratch that. But you got Addison Russell seven bucks. You got two White Sox that we talked about are seven bucks. There's just a ton of different ways you can go at the bottom. But I don't mind going Muncie actually. If I had to pick one Dodger, looking at these prices, it would probably be Bellinger or Muncie. For, my, for who I would play just because of the price points. The rest of them are so cheap that they're going to be higher owned. And Muncie obviously has as much upside as anyone. He loves playing at course. You like your uh, you like your Minnesota stats tonight. What about old Jonathan uh, Shoup sitting? He's got moved up, bumped up a little bit to the fifth hole. and Tasty nice price, price too. 
Oh Jeez. my God, looking good. I don't know. What do you think? About, what do you think about uh, Dean calls him Mouthwash because his last name is Scope. I don't know. Terrible nickname too. That's like, typical point. Dean fashion. I mean, just typical terrible. Dean, man. So I don't know. There's some good plays, like you said, and I agree with you. I don't listen. The, the thing about the Dodgers game, real quick, is you know there's good. They're going to score some runs. They're not going to get shut out. Maybe they score four or five. Maybe they score six. But what if it's another night like like last night where Muncie goes off for two home runs, or not Muncie, maybe it's somebody else that goes for the two home runs and all the RBIs, and like seven of the hitters in there really don't pan out. That's kind of what you want out of Coors Field if we're fading it. Maybe we can be the one who grabs the one-off and gets all the points in Muncie or Bellinger or somebody like that. So that's a good that's a good bit of you know it's a good bit of strategy. We can one-off a guy from uh, from Coors Field and hope that's the guy who hits. You can't, I see you keep checking the scoreboard. Are you looking at the golf cut line? Or are you looking at? No, some- I'm watching soccer. this soccer. I mean, I, I got we got some good sweats going here. Who's what, what kind of soccer is it? The U.S. The U.S. France. The women. The women's. Yeah, we got some good stuff going here. All right, I have the uh, scored though. It should have been three zero U.S. and now it's two one because they called some bullcrap offside penalty. All right, sounds good. A little soccer sweat for you. I like it. I don't mind it. As long as you're not watching hockey, man. As long as you're not watching hockey. Oh, we're definitely not watching hockey. I mean, that's never happening. Let's get to third base real quick, man. Uh, give me some guys at third base we can uh, we can bite into tonight. The guy that sticks off the page. So, I always – another thing I like to do in baseball is I love to find me a one-off that I can go really high on and no one's going to play. Oh. For me tonight, it's – what did you see? I saw a guy who looks really, really juicy if these ownership numbers are correct. Yeah, I, so I was going to say this guy's going to be low on, but then it says he's 15%. So I would think that Suarez, he's eight bucks. He's in my favorite game. I, how is he going to be 15%? There's no way. Like on a 14-game yeah, slate, a Reds guy? He'll, he'll adjust that. that. That'll come down. Suarez is one of the best plays on the board, period. I, I was going to – before I looked at the ownership and I seen eight bucks, I was going to say, like, he's my favorite play of the night. He's against a lefty. Hamels doesn't strike anyone out. I, eight bucks – even if he is 15%, I like that. And I'll be low-owned in other spots to where, man, Suarez at eight bucks is a tough, tough fade for me. Listen, if he comes – if uh, if Jamino sticks with numbers close to this, then we can go with this. If he changes them – there's, it, it's a one, it's a two-man race for me right now. So it's either Suarez, and if the numbers stay high on Suarez, the guy I'm looking at means the numbers are going to stay low on this other guy, and that's Nolan Arenado. 5% owned against a left-hander in Coors Field. I'll 18 take, bucks, too. He's not even expensive. I'll take that all day. So if the numbers if the numbers stay in this range, I'll take Arenado. If they swap, oh, yeah. if they swap, I'll go Suarez, and they're going to change. So we're going to get one of those two guys. I think those are the two guys, both against left-handers. Both always smash their whole yeah. careers against left-handers. Arenado looks even better than Suarez. Like if he stays at 5%. That's a, that's a money play right there. I definitely like that. So – that's a two-man race. I don't even think we need to dig too far deeper because if you're trying to save money, Suarez is your guy. Eight bucks doesn't get any better than that. You're not gonna, you're not gonna save a dollar and get a better player than that. So, uh, shortstop. We got about nine minutes or so. We'll wrap it up and let Dean and the boys come in and take our sloppy seconds. But uh, <laughs> shortstop, what do we got for? What we got for the people? So last night, Garrett Hampson from the Rockies had a monster game. He's always been. One of those guys that I was waiting to take off a little bit. He he was highly touted, I think, coming up. 
He's only eight bucks. We just talked about the Rockies. So we talked a lot about how chalky the Dodgers are. Ryu has been really good this season. But, man, these Rockies prices are cheap. Outside of Blackman, the rest of the team, you got Desmond. You want to talk about a guy I love tonight? Ian Desmond, when we get to outfield, in the two-hole. I like the Rockies. The Rockies might be my favorite stack the more I'm thinking about it. You got Ionetta, and we didn't talk about him at catcher, but this is the first time I've seen the lineup. Ionetta in the six hole for 12 bucks. Sign me up for that. And so Garrett Hampson, back to that. He's eight bucks at Coors Field. I know he's in the nine hole. I like the nine hole better than the eight hole, though, because the pitcher's in front of him now. He's got Blackman and all the big bats behind him. He had a good game last night, and you're going to give me a bat at Coors Field for 8 bucks at a spot like shortstop? I, I love Hampson. And you look at the rest of those guys down there, like look at these other guys that are in that range. Like you got a bunch of scrubs, or you can have a guy at Coors Field. I think Hampson's my guy here. And you look at the top of the position, Bregman's obviously a good play, Lindor. I mean, you got some guys at the top, but it's not a position that I love anything. So it's a, one, it's a good spot to punt, and I think Hampson's my guy. Yeah, I think, I think we sold the Rockies a little bit short on the stack section because they actually do. There's no, there's no rule in baseball that says Colorado can't come out and score just as many runs as the Dodgers tonight. It's because the Dodgers have a slightly better starting pitcher. doesn't mean a whole lot. They get – Rue's not really a guy who works deep into games anyway, so he gets lifted by the fifth inning. You can get into a bullpen, and you can start smashing around, man, and all of a sudden it's the Rockies with 15 runs tonight and the Dodgers with only six. Then you're looking pretty, pretty juicy with those uh, Rocky stacks. So definitely we, we sold them a little bit short, but they're out there. They got some great, great hitters in that lineup tonight. I don't mind. So outfield, boy, this is one. This is the one right here, boy. There's like – there's always so much talent in the outfield. It's tough to even pick out three guys. There's like so many guys you could choose from, but narrow it down for me, man. What, what are we looking for tonight here? So just, just to talk about like, like you said, whoever you stack, you should be interested in. The guys at the top always are great plays. So there's no reason to even waste time. I mean, you can talk to the Dodgers, you, you can talk to Rockies, but if I'm talking guys I like, go in the cheap range. You got Jose Martinez against the lefty for seven bucks. You got Victor Reyes in the one hole for seven bucks. And maybe my favorite of the night, just total GPP flyer, is Philip Irvin for the Reds. I talked about loving that game. He's seven bucks against the lefty. I kind of like these Reds a decent amount tonight. Seven bucks for, or I've always liked Irvin. I, I think he's solid. And you get him against Hamels, any of these cheap guys. Like, if I'm either going with my stack, I'm playing a, a guy up top, or I'm just punting with one of these guys. And a, a bunch of these guys are in really good spots. So uh, there's no reason not to play Jose Martinez at 7 bucks if you need a punt guy. I mean, he's only projected 4% owned against a bad lefty, in my opinion. This Minnesota team total, by the way, is just soaring downward with that bad lineup. <laughs> That's it was 6.2, and now it's 5.5. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not really that – I'm okay with that. I don't mind. But I think we also latched on to another stack or two that we really like also. So, uh, all right, so many so many outfielders to choose from. But we'll, 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 we'll narrow it down for you right here. Let's start building a little bit. How about that? You want to start building for the yeah. people? 
right, so uh, what do you like to do for you like to plug in your pitchers first or you like to start building with some offense? What, what, what's your what's your preferred method? Just because we're fading the Dodgers, let, let's get DeGrom in there with whoever whoever your favorite cheap pitcher is. Uh, it'd be one of those $28 guys that we talked about. Which one? Which one do you lean on? Hernandez? I like I like that. I don't mind that. And then or Sean Reed Foley. Which one's your Which one's your preferred guy? I like Hernandez just because he's he's treated me so good that yeah. Let's go with those two. I don't mind if we need if we need the extra three bucks. We'll we'll go down to Reed Foley here. But all right. So uh, I like a little I like a little four. You could go. What is it? Six. You can go six guys on here. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to go that point, but we we for sure going to start off with a few guys. Let's find the stack. What, what's the stack we really want to start off? You think it's Colorado? I think we might be able to squeeze some Colorado guys in here. Let's see what let's see what we can come up with here. Let, let's start with these uh these jump at catch with Ionetta. Ionetta and Hampson and Arnado are our three righties, are our three kind of favorites. And Desmond. Put the four righties in there. All right, let me uh let me see if we got uh let's see how much we got left after that. All right. Ionetta. Oh man, you said Desmond. Yeah, Desmond in the outfield, and then Hampson. Hampson. All right, and, and, uh, and Arnado. So that's a, we're gonna start off with a four man. We can either. How much does up. that leave us with? Uh, let me plug in Hampson. Garrett Hampson, Colorado, eight bucks. That leaves us. Oh man, yeah, we're getting good here. Fifteen bucks per player. Oh, that's gonna be oh, money in the bank. It's gonna be easy money right there. All right, we need a second baseman. Who was uh who was the second baseman we were out of? Let me flip back to the second baseman here. Uh oh, it was uh okay. So yeah, it was, we liked it. the second base was a little weaker of a position. It was where we said we could play Muncie, though. We got yeah, enough was, money to put Muncie. Actually, Muncie's it was there. between two guys. It was Muncie or it was Scope. So Let's get Muncie in there. Let's go with an upside bill here. Yeah, let's see if we can squeeze Muncie in there. And, then, and if that's our one-off from the Dodgers, then that's fine, man. I'm fine. That's perfect. So that leaves us 11 bucks for three spots left. We need one first baseman, two outfielders. Let's go back to first base now. I'm going to go back to the lineup HQ. Look at first baseman. Uh, we had a lot of different choices. To get, us, get us another Rocky in there. Get us Daniel Murphy. Lefty, lefty. Let me see if I can find Murphy here. All right, lefty on lefty, fourteen bucks. That's who else did? We, who else? Well, we were talking about Crone, or we were talking we about had Crone. He was expensive. We had Zimmerman was one of the cheap ones. We had Goldschmidt was was relatively cheap. So I'm looking at it, and and technically, if we if we go cheap at outfield, we could go up to like fourteen, or we could go up to twenty one bucks at first base if we wanted to. But you're you're fine with Murphy. Yeah, just to get us another Rocky. I don't. Mur no one's gonna have Murphy either. Lefty, lefty, and he's pretty cheap. It's it's another Rockies guy that feels too cheap to me. I mean, fourteen bucks at Coors is pretty cheap. Yeah, I'm not really too much worried about the lefty, lefty because all. I mean, listen, if your stack does well anyway, you're running Rue out of the game pretty quick, so you're not worried about lefty, lefty. If if the rest of your stack does poorly, Murphy doesn't really matter anyway at that point. So. Uh, we got a couple outfielders, $21 total, so 10 bucks per outfielder. Outfield is always a place where there's just always a ton of value. So, so much. You talked to me about some of the guys. How you, much do we have for two guys? 21 total, so we can go 14 and 7 or however we want to break it down. 14 would be our max. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we should go up at first, just because the the sweet spot I think in outfield for plus ones is this set these seven dollars like Jose and yeah. Irvin and like so we'd have seven bucks to upgrade somewhere else if we played two seven dollar guys. Yeah, and I think first base would be our upgrade because yeah, I mean, would that get us to Crone or who does that? Yeah, get? that would get us to Crone if we if we saved a little money in the outfield. I think we could get to Crone. Let's do that. I mean, that we would who for sure. Have, have who's our outfielders? I like Jose Martinez and Irvin. I mean, they're both going to be low owned. They're both just min price, and they're both in a spot I like. How much was Rizzo at first? That's who I liked. Rizzo's only seventeen bucks. Man, Rizzo is real tasty. Crone or Rizzo? I think Rizzo. Who, who do you like more? Uh, Either way, I, I like to play. That's a good hitting game. We'll go Rizzo. That's fine. He's a big time guy. And that leaves us that one outfield spot for eleven bucks. And who was who was who's our best outfielder for eleven bucks? Our best outfielder for eleven bucks. Or I mean, we could go. We could leave money on the table. No biggie. Who's who's your who's who's you think is our best option? I like Jose and Irvin. We got Jose and Irvin. We got Martinez in there. I didn't get the other kid. Let me see. Let me see if there's another another uh, Cardinals guy. Let's see. We got. Ozuna's 18. We got Harrison Bader's seven. Man, I want to find a tasty one for this last spot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see any bucks, guys. You know what? I'll leave it there. You know, you do what you want with it. I'll probably go back in and I'll leave money on the table. I have no problems with it. Or I'll, I might even upgrade to Crone over Rizzo. That's another decision we got to make. But that's the core of the lineup. Play this thing back, freeze it right there, and look at it later. I think that's a good thing. We're going with a nice rocky stack to, to, to get off the radar there. So, guys, that's going to wrap it up here. We ran about a minute over time. I do apologize for cutting into Dean's time. But, again, you probably didn't want to hear him anyway. This is the good stuff right here. So, for Big T, guys, I'm Head Chopper. Good luck in all those GPPs tonight. We'll catch you next week. We're out of here. Another episode of the Gambling Update presented by U.S. Bets. I'm Eric Raskin. Every week we're covering the biggest breaking news in the U.S. gambling industry. And we start this week with a gigantic business deal, one estimated to be worth $17.3 billion. El Dorado Resorts announced on Monday that it had purchased Caesars Entertainment, turning two massive casino companies into one mega massive casino empire with 60 casino resorts across 16 states. From a sports betting perspective, it gets complicated in a hurry. El Dorado owns a 20% equity stake in William Hill, and representatives of William Hill have indicated that they will eventually run all of the El Dorado slash Caesars sportsbooks. 
Caesars has an existing partnership with DraftKings, and Eldorado has its own deal with the Stars Group, which is in turn aligned with Fox and the coming Fox Bet platform. So yeah, streams are being crossed in a variety of ways here. In terms of branding, the company will reportedly be known as Caesars, not Eldorado, when the acquisition is complete. But maybe they should spell it S-E-I-Z-E-R-S, because they seized control. Get it? You get it. Moving on. Nevada's sports betting numbers for the month of May are in, and it was a historic month for New Jersey. In the Garden State, bettors wagered $318.9 million on sports in May. In Nevada, bettors wagered $317.4 million on sports in May. By $1.5 million, New Jersey outhandled Nevada for the first time ever. Nevada's fall to number two is being chalked up in large part to New Jersey's thriving online sports betting industry, which, unlike Nevada, doesn't require in-person registration at a casino before customers can begin betting. Also, Nevada's sports betting win for the month was just $11.2 million, trailing New Jersey by more than $4 million. Some of that comes down to technicalities such as this. The Nevada Books lost $2.2 million on football in May because bettors cashed quite a few winning tickets from bets made many months prior. Still, while the numbers may be skewed for a variety of reasons, a win is a win, and New Jersey will enter next month's revenue announcements as the defending champ. And finally this week, right next door to New Jersey is Pennsylvania, a state that had one active online sports book a week ago and now has three. BetRivers.com and ParksCasino.com launched this week, going live with sports betting 24-7 on Thursday after a few days of testing. The betting apps aren't available on Apple devices and probably won't be for at least a couple of months, but they're accessible on web browsers and on Android phones and tablets. If you're looking for a variety of betting options on the sites, though, you won't find it. Parks, Rivers, and the Sugar House site that launched last month are all powered by Cambi, so there isn't a whole lot of comparison shopping to be done yet. That'll change when FanDuel Sportsbook comes to PA. That's all for this week's edition of The Gambling Update, presented by U.S. Bets. We'll see you again next week.
What is going up, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all tactical. I mean, it's 502 on the East Coast, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time, 403. It just changed. Look at that. Live time change. Very exciting. Of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today is Kirk East. Was that the, uh, the opening of a can in the background? What's going on there? No. What uh, did I hear? That was earlier. Yeah, I know. I thought you're double fisting it or something. I know you because you're you're drinking your LaCroix, and I, I made a comment about LaCroix, and I might have chased you away from it. <laughs> there was a class action lawsuit against it. I can't say. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, pest, cockroach pesticide, it's delicious. It just kind of mixes in there for all we know. Uh, and it, it's, I don't know if there's any sort of finality to that lawsuit as far as we know. Maybe it was just fraudulent, but I heard another noise. I guess that was something else. Maybe you banged the table. But welcome to the show. What's going on, dude? Not a whole lot, man. Uh, just recovering. I'm a little little under the weather today. I had a rough night last night. I went and saw um, DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal DJing at a club in a casino in Boston. Did he play like all foo-schnickens? Like what did he do? No, play? no. I, see, I, I assume the same thing as you did. Like, <laughs> it would have been like a hip-hop show at first, right? Like, so then till uh, we go, no, he's like house club music, like straight like banging hard beats and he's going do 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 like it's it was it was so ridiculous that it was just awesome because it was so funny did you have your glow sticks did you come in with the glow no stick? no i don't do that yeah i don't i don't get house music maybe i'm an old person but i just i don't get it uh i don't do like drugs either so i mean i don't there's feels like there's a correlation to some extent maybe some people just like it you know as is but uh uh but yeah i guess you can cross that off the old bucket list you got to see shack dj that's something yeah it was uh, it was amazing. <laughs> but you wouldn't? Would you do it again? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, good times. Where was this at? Just around um, the new. So the new casino that opened up here, which is really, it was the first time seeing. So it opened up last week. Uh, it's it's a was a win property before they had to take his name off of everything because of all the. Um, oh yeah. Scandals or whatever that came out about him. Um, but it's like really nice, a lot nicer than I expected. Um, and then it was in a club inside there. Well, you said you're recovering. Uh, we want to give a shout out to D-Train, our producer. He was questionable coming into the show. Uh, he was on his bike yesterday. He got hit by, uh, uh, well, we, we won't dig it. He, he got hit on his bike, essentially. Uh, he's, he's playing. He's got an arm. He's got a wrist. He's got a head. Uh, and he's giving it a go. So shout out to D-Train. He's a gamer. Him. That's it. He's a gamer, man. Yeah, Anthony Davis would be uh, at home right now in bed and just kind of chilling. But uh, D-Train, he doesn't care. He, he's here for us. We appreciate that. We had uh, Simon on standby just in case. But uh, it's a it's a big – we have no, no no time for pleasantries. It's a monster slate for 14 gamer. Uh, we're missing two teams because they're over there uh, in London. That'll be interesting. I'm not really sure if you're going to be uh, – your, your Red Sox are playing in a – is that Wembley Stadium? Where, where are they playing at? I know they're playing somewhere in England, right? Yeah, I don't know what stadium, but uh, they're over there. I have a friend who's going. Yeah, tickets weren't that expensive. I was, just, I was curious. There was still some available yesterday. They're like 30 or 40 bucks. I'm not sure if that was euros or not or American dollars, but it seemed fairly reasonable, at least like, you know, the, the bad seats, I guess. They uh, they talked about how um, they don't mind the plane rides because they, uh, they the key is to um, to drink Pedialyte on the plane. Okay. Uh, so that's just a little pro tip I'm going to start implementing when I uh, when I fly. What is that called now? What, what are we supposed to do? Pedialyte? You know, it's like the hangover. It's like the – you've never heard of Pedialyte? No, I don't know what that is. You got you to gotta get on that. Uh, <laughs> Google it after the show. Any incesticides hey, in that? Or? It's, a, it's a hangover cure. It's, uh, it's, it's for children. 
originally. It's a hydration. Children definitely need a hangover. Or, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I, I'm not really sure, but I'll definitely. I'm I'm gonna fire up the old Google machine. Uh, before we dive in, we do want to mention Fanstrap, the sponsor of the show. There is a free roll once again. Our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train, who's giving it a go. He's going to go ahead and drop that in the chat for you guys. Both chats, not just the Rotor Gunners chat, but also the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching this YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe. Uh, if you're asking questions there, Devin will be pulling those and uh, prompting us later to answer as many as possible. By the way, good to see you. You got the memo. We're in the same shirt, I believe. How about that? Just so I noticed the, yeah, rocking the RG. Um, and uh, also wanted to mention, uh, speaking of the RG logo, if you rock the RG logo around the DFS industries in your various contests. Devin's going to drop another link for you guys, give you guys uh, the information. If you have the uh, the link, uh, you know, if you rock the avatar you know, in the contest and if you finish the top 10 of certain contests that are designated, uh, it's going to have to be a certain size, obviously. But if you crack the top 10, uh, you win yourself one month of free premium. These come in chunks. We had a bunch the other day signing up, and we have we have one sad name. Well, I don't know if they're sad, but it's a sad just reading one person. But one person from yesterday's show to today's show has signed up. So I do want to give a shout out. Welcome to them to the uh, the RG Badge Club, whatever you want to call it. The PGH. No, that's PJH. I cannot read that. PJH eighty nine. So shout out. Welcome to the RG Badge Club. Again, if you finish the top ten, you get yourself one month of RG Premium, which of course includes such things as Lineup HQ, Jesus Million Dollar Musings, uh, the CVR Expert Rankings, Crunch Time, you got Roths, Ross Weather Edge, the Ownership Percentage, the Premium Podcast, the Expert Survey, Slate IQ, and much, much more. Uh, Kirk Deese, give me the overall screenshot as far as the Slate. I think uh, the first thing we have to talk about, I suppose, in the big picture is the Dodgers and Coors. They have a, a team total above everybody else by at least, what, one and a half runs? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, they got a monster uh, team total, and uh, I'm sure it will help ownership uh, when they just hit homer after homer yesterday, uh, last night when they were chalk already. So, um, yeah, they're going to be uh, massive chalk again, correct? Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think they're definitely going to be chalky. Well, but pricing's a thing for sure. There's a lot yeah. more options. Yeah, we live in the world of a salary cap, but the tricky part is, and we'll talk about the pitchers first, obviously, uh, the collection of pitchers, I don't know, nobody really jumps off the page as like being completely thrilling. Obviously, DeGrom's the biggest name, and we'll, we'll dig into him. It's not the best spot against Atlanta for sure, and we've seen him do well against the Braves. Uh, I think he's going to face like four solo homers. Uh, otherwise, he's like, you know, racked up a pile of Ks, which a lot of guys have not done this year for what it's worth. But, you know, DeGrom's different than your average pitcher. So, for sure, uh, he probably has the high – oh, he definitely has the highest, you know, like uh, – projection by the bat it's just a, it's just the concept of well do we feel like we should prioritize him and let's kind of dive in on that well what is your thought you know two pitcher sites uh you could step down as far as a cheapie and there's gonna be a popular cheapie at least as far as i can tell for the marlins uh that, that's that's sort of what i'm gauging around the industry and i'm sort of on board with that too uh your thoughts from the top you know degrom is the biggest k percentage of the slate by a good margin if you're throwing out mike clevenger who we'll talk about that's a small sample size it's totally goofy at like 46 or 47 percent not sustainable spoiler alert he's super interesting and we'll talk about him as well but uh degrom oh it's sustainable tonight my friend 47 percent oh yeah i'm count banking on it <laughs> do you, who do you want to talk about you want to talk about degrom or, or, or uh, i mean it's a it's a pretty so it's interesting so you think that uh hernandez is going to be the chalk um i was kind of t- i'm not sure how well received he's going to be i thought uh Waka was going to be the chalk. Um, oh, there's a yeah. lot of ways to go, right? So we've got high-end arms, but, like, 
DeGrom is obviously the, the best arm, but it's not the easiest matchup, but he is at home. You know, the Braves don't strike out a ton, and there is a lot of power threat there and whatnot, and they're, uh, they're hitting the ball pretty well right now. Um, but I do like the fact that uh, Nito is catching. You know, a lot of DeGrom's problems, at least he's kind of blamed, like, subtly in the media on the connection with him and Ramos. Oh. Um, and so they were. he wanted Nito to be his personal catcher, but, um, you know, Callaway just wouldn't do it. Uh, maybe he, they've finally given in to that. But regardless, uh, I like that, the fact that he's catching him. Um, so I do like him. Then there's Barrios, obviously. Um, I just think we're getting a really nice discount on Clevenger. And I'm just speculating here. I think a lot of people are going to be worried about the pitch count and whatnot. And I mean, for, no. good, for good, for good reason, um, coming off the aisle. And, but he did throw 91 in his game right before. It's not an arm injury or anything. It was a sprained ankle. Like, I think they're going to ramp him up. And if one thing I know about Francona, Francona, he loves, uh, ruining his pitchers right like he leaves i mean bauer was like approaching almost 130 the other night like what the hell i don't get it but like he's already ruined he's an salazar. Old school guy yeah definitely old school ruined salazar ruined carrasco so i'm being a little bit optimistic and think they're just gonna let this guy rip and um if he's on he was a beast earlier in the season if he's on then uh this uh orioles team will definitely k with the best of them so yeah, so, so let's run through it. Like, as far as Clevenger, he makes a ton of sense to step down from the ground. It's a, it's a meaningful enough uh, difference in the asking price. Uh, as far as the, the K percentage against Baltimore, fired for plate IQ the last two years, uh, there are some Ks in this lineup. Collectively, it's 23%. There are a couple of guys, uh, you know, Alberto doesn't strike out a ton for what it's worth at 9.6%. That's not very appealing. Uh, Smith at the top at 17 and change. And Santander, uh, not the biggest sample size, but 10 and a half. Again, not a huge number. Uh, and again, Clevenger this year, 47%. As far as his K percentage, we extended back to last year with a bigger sample. We're talking about 27.4%. Uh, he was really good like the first two games of the season. He missed like two months or so. He came back from the, the injured list, uh, and then he hurt himself again. But like you said, I think it was his ankle or his heel. Uh, wasn't an arm issue. He threw 91 pitches. So I have no concern as far as his pitch count. And he was, he was only gone for like the minimum, right? He missed like 10 days, basically. So for me, that's not an issue. If that's an issue for other people, great. But I'm not concerned at all. It doesn't sound like you are either. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I'm a little concerned, but I'm just trying to be optimistic and then hoping people don't play him as much. And I, I think he he's kind of like that. There's just a re, it just gives people a reason not to play him. And Degrom and Barrios are right ahead, and then there's kind of some other popular names that are below. So I think he the ownership. I think we're going to get a nice value on his ownership here. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think, uh, again, we have the ownership projections. Those are still being tinkered with. And obviously, I think with all, all you have to lock, I have not pulled that up. We'll, we'll do the screen share later, and we'll show and see where it's at live. And uh, I feel like off the top of my head, I, I think that Clevenger might be greater uh, ownership than DeGrom. Uh, by the way, there are some cheapies out there for if you really want to make it work. You can like get you can play them both if you want to do that. There's a couple uh, on DK, on, on fans, you have a couple guys like that are two and change and four and change. Uh, that have just come out of nowhere because of uh, Jose Ramirez is having a baby. So good for well, I, guess, I just I guess it's his wife or his fiance or girlfriend is having a baby. Uh, he's not playing, so they got a cheapie there as far as Cleveland. Uh, as far as the Grom, you like him at home. That's great to see, right? But the K's for Atlanta, they don't pay a ton outside of Riley. Riley at 32% and change, but collectively 20.4%. The Grom, of course, 31.7% the last two seasons, striking out dudes. Uh, this year, 30.6%. 
uh, you know, again, you can throw the Clevenger number out. It's the biggest number on the board. Um, yeah, so it sounds like you're going to have more Clevenger than DeGrom. Is that kind of where you're planting the flag? How many lineups are you making tonight? Not many. Uh, I, I typically go hard with my one or two lineups that I, I end up putting in. I, that's the way I've been playing this season, and uh, it's been working for me. So that's, that's kind of the way I'll go. I mean, I, I might have up to three for, like, the three max, but uh, I'm not going to do more than that. Oh, by the way, congrats on making a – you made a final, right? Uh, yeah. Final? One for one and Q's entered. Wait, that's it? You're, see, that's that's the secret nobody tells you. Like, even some of the guys that, like, you know, finished in the queue or landed in the queue or in the final, they don't net a, a victory. They have a nice little trip. That's good times for sure. Nice stories to tell. I, yeah, I don't play queues. Uh, I don't chase queues. Um, they're, they're raked extremely high. Um, they're, like, double raked. And uh, they're a – you know they're completely top heavy. They're they're a bankroll buster, except for like the the guys who have the massive bankrolls, right? Like the Awesomeo and the Papagate, Chipotle, whatever. Um, so I rarely, you know, it was just I really liked my lineup that night, and uh, it was tempting right there. It was a three k. It was a I think it was a I don't even remember how many entries it was. Um, like 50 or 60 in the top four get in, like something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. So it was very doable, I thought. And so I just, last last minute, I just clicked. Yeah, I got click happy. You know what I, you know what I mean? Just start entering a bunch of contests, see it there, and then boom, did it. So I ended up uh, getting third um, and uh, winning. No sweat at all, third place. You yeah. had some room to spare. Yeah, yeah. I was look. I was pretty fine for a while. It was, it, I was good for a while. That was a low-scoring slate. So uh, Mejia was a... The, the the goat for me who uh crushed one uh he was only nine percent that was the uh the old padres stack which uh cheese of course binked 100k congratulations to him as well uh so we got jose brios against the white Sox, and you know plenty of strikeouts there no yohan mancata as well i believe mancata by the one in the il uh he's not playing today so look at that white Sox lineup it's not particularly good uh john jay's in there like he's not a good baseball player but he will make contact as a strikeout a ton so he's kind of a pest uh, you know, 15.6% as far as striking out, but collectively 24.1. Uh, Polka, is, is Polka back? Is he just, did he get the call? Uh, he got the call up, yeah. Did he, he got a hit before he was sent down, right? I think he was like over the season. Uh, for he was struggling for sure. I don't know how he did down there. I'm assuming he probably worked some things out. I mean, with some of the bats that they've been throwing out there on a regular basis, like, why wouldn't they have this guy back up, you know? But maybe he needed to fix some things and, uh, he definitely needed to fix some things. You know what he was – I know we don't, talk, we don't talk about batting average often, but – and he's got some power when he actually gets a hold of it. You know what his batting average was before they sent him down? I don't, but I do see here that he had a zero ISO for the 2019 <laughs> right now. His and batting average was 29. <laughs> That's not – Chris, your Davis. Batting average is your Chris age, Davis makes fun of him. <laughs> when your batting average is your age, it's usually bad. Um was, was Paul the guy who was trying to learn how to pitch to, or am I thinking of somebody else? I think I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Matt Davidson. Never mind. But those guys are similar players that you know, have power. Polka, actual... polka, polka. <laughs> Can you do the polka? Kissing me polka. Did you remember that? In, uh, um, what was that? What was that movie? Uh, the Polka King of... Uh... Sasha's King of Chicago? Oh, Home Alone. Home Alone, I'm quoting from. <laughs> John Candy, you don't remember that? John Candy's not in Home Alone. <laughs> some, some, yeah, he is. He is. John Candy's in Home Alone? Yes. In like a cameo scene? Like you're thinking of Joe Pesci? They're in the it's when the, the mom is in the air can't get a can't get a plane. Oh yeah, you're and, right. Uh, she ends up on a, taking a uh 
like a van with uh, the Polka King of Chicago, uh, John Candy. I got. I was thinking of the Sausage King of Chicago, but that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But we're getting way too sidetracked. Um, you have a thought as far as Brios here against the White Sox? Yeah, he's 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 legit, man. He's great, and he's got act, some added strikeout upside here tonight, which you need with him because he certainly hasn't been flashing that uh, strikeout upside this season. So, but you know it's in there, and when he's got some nasty pitches, and when he's on, and this is a team that's extremely swing happy, that he could he could have a monster monster game here. So I do like him. Grant's yelling at me in the chat, by the way, that he, yes, we're on a delay, Grant. I, I, by the time you type that, I figured it out, but yes, <laughs> I was wrong. I'll take my L on John Candy movie knowledge. I was thinking of cool runnings. Like I got my John Candy movies uh, confused up, obviously. Um, before we get the Clevenger guys that are a little bit more expensive, are you believing Lance Lynn? Is this real? Is he legit? Is this guy? Uh, you like? I'm, I'll tell you, am I still there? Cause I just switched over on my yeah, end. I hear you. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, I believe in Lance Lynn, and I started believe. I've been this Lance Lynn regression. I've been attacking him all season long. Like, what the hell is going on with this guy? And then I went and I saw him pitch in Fenway. <laughs> freaking blew me away. I had like the incredible seats because it was like um, the Bruins were playing that night. It was like a late afternoon game, and so they were like extremely cheap. So I bought like these really nice seats, and they, he just. He had every batter just completely fooled. He was throwing gas, which he's, you know, thrown and he, he blew me away. So then I started like ripping in on a lot of his stuff. And I think, I mean, obviously there's always the threat of the, the lefty bats with him, but he is nasty against these right-handers. Yeah. So last two seasons, as far as a split for Lynn, the, the K's are pretty dramatic. 17.2% against lefties, just short of 30% as far as righties. We're looking at, uh, by my count, that's five righties in the lineup for what it's worth. As far as this year specifically, again, we're firing up the plate IQ on this, see the difference. 32.8% uh, of righties he's striking out, and an improvement as far as lefties, at least on last year, 19.3%. Uh, and the ISO is only 142. Uh, so, like, we used to say, like, you know, Lynn's going to give tons of powers to lefties. It really isn't happening. It's not happening this year. Uh, and the ballpark's obviously pretty appealing. That Tampa team might be tired as well. He played 18 games, 18 games, 18 innings yesterday. Uh, Lynn is certainly in the conversation. And he's got a 3.9 Sierra and a 4.3 ERA. You can say he's a little bit unlucky. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as far as the Stamp Bay lineup, there are some Ks in there too. You know, 22.4% collectively. Brandon Lau, plenty of pop, but he will strike out too, just short of 30%. Uh, there is some green as far as he's used to making contact. Uh, Yanni Diaz being back doesn't help. But backloaded with Zanino, you know, he strikes out a ton. Uh, Heredio as well. Uh, Adamas, you know, a bit of a prospect, still not a complete prospect. He's still kind of figuring things out. So there are some strikeouts there. Uh, like it, for me, I, I don't have like definitive, like these are the two guys I'm just locking in. I'm kind of sort of mixing and matching. Uh, on the other side, I think, I think Chirinos is kind of sort of somewhat interesting against that Texas team. That, Absolutely. Well, talk to you about Chirinos. I think he's a really good pitcher. I read a really great article on him with fan graphs about it's all about him getting ahead in the count early that dictates his success and um or else he gets completely over fastball heavy um so one thing i like to do too with his starts is look at the ump but i do like the fact that they just exhausted so many of their <laughs> relief arms and are going to need need him to uh to go for a good amount good amount of innings in this one so assuming he's up for the task um which you know against texas sure there's tough there's there's power there and uh but you know He's been a very solid pitcher that's, you know, kept things under under control this, you know, all season. So 
I think he's pretty safe, and I think there's I think he's got more K stuff than he's flashed this season for sure. And I think it's always it's in there. You know what I'm saying? He's about league average, yeah, in the last two seasons, 20.7%. And there are some strikeouts in this Texas lineup, of course, picking a massive bottom of the orders. He's massive strikeout. So is he going to get through the lineup three times is the question, because you don't, you know, you want it to be front loaded, obviously, if you can. But if he gets through the lineup three times and he sees 21 batters, it doesn't really matter. Uh, But like you said, Gallo as well, too, striking out the, you know, obviously plenty of pop when he gets a hold of it, but 34% when he doesn't. Uh, you know, uh, Cabrera's back from his suspension. Odor strikes out a ton. Guzman and then Mathis, 24% collectively the last two years versus righties. There are some Ks there. I know we have uh, ump data. I've not taken a peek as far as what Chirino says. I don't think that was an extreme as far as positive or negative for what it's worth. But uh, I know you said you're, you're curious what kind of umpire you may have it today. And I am scrolling through, and he's got – oh, he actually has – he's one of the few – that has an extreme hitters umpire for what it's worth. Okay, so that's, that's a little bit of a negative there. Yeah, that's not ideal if you want to roll out some Torinos and, you know, same deal with uh, with Lynn for what it's worth. Um, yeah, so you want to – well, I, I skipped over 100 Rio. Are people just going to be afraid because it's Coors Field and they saw what Bueller got banged up yesterday? Speaking of Bears, Bueller's day off, that's called a callback. But, uh, yeah, so 100 Rio, you're getting a discount. It's baked in, uh, this price here at, at Coors. He's been one of the – uh, top pitchers the entire season long. Uh, what's your thoughts as far as Hunjin Rio in this league? Um, I get it. I get the appeal. I get the price tag. Um, I just don't want to mess with cores, man. It's just a different animal, that place. Did you see that Ryan McMahon homer last night? I did not see it. I saw like a little, little like flick of the wrist, like when the things flew out. It was unbelievable. Um, yeah. Chorus every once in a while just reminds you, like, what, what kind of animal it happens to be. That San Diego, I mean, uh, Colorado. Yeah, that, that series, right? Like, I mean, Chorus was busting. Like, the big thing was, like, Big T, like, fading every single Chorus slate last season. Um, but, you know, with the, the juiced balls, it's uh, it's uh, too bad that their lineup has been, you know, that they've had, a, you know, Story's been injured. and I mean, they're pathetic on the road, right? Is there any more pathetic offense on the road? It's a pretty terrible offense, yeah. The distinct difference. Like, you know it's going to be uh, dramatic, but it seems more dramatic than it probably should be. Uh, and it, it definitely, without Story in that lineup, we got Blackman, Desmond, Dahl, Arenado, Murphy, Ionetta, McMahon, and Hampson. And, like, you know, there's really, like, only two good hitters in there. <laughs> Desmond's fine, but, like, he's not what he used to be. Dahl, you know, you confirm on the, you know, the positive split there in Ryu, you know, is really just awesome. Uh, I, I don't, I'm a little bit torn. Uh, I'm making, I think 10, I, I think I set up for 10 tournament lineups today. No cash today. I just didn't like the cash game build. I didn't trust anybody cash necessarily. I just, I just feel like having some fun and joining your world. Watch well, you play cash too, don't you? You like, you kind of, you do, you do both, correct? Uh, it depends what site for DK. Um, I definitely, or, I definitely I play cash, but I don't play it like I'm playing a cash lineup. I it's really I just jam my lineup into like every contest, and uh, because I, the way I'm the way I've been building making my builds this season, it's like I basically make a cash lineup, but like with more upside. So it's been it's I just it's I call it like a cash lineup on steroids, is what I'm looking to do. Like so I'm not worried about stacking as much per se, unless it comes organically. Like I just love every bat, you know, there. So. I just want the home runs, man. That's all, all I'm doing this season. Let's talk about Hernandez on Miami. What's your thoughts? Because like, you, you mentioned uh, you think, you know, the other potential chalk fun play, we remember what a salary cap, who is the chief pitcher we can kind of sort of maybe get away with. Uh, and that's uh, the dude for 
for St. Louis that like <laughs> you waka waka waka. Speaking of San Diego, of course, there's plenty of power, but that you know that Padres team does strike out a ton. So uh, in theory, there is some K upside, uh, and it's not particularly hot up there either. I'm not really sure how that affects the old uh, Marine Lair. Uh, Boggs, maybe he's uh, on layaway can give us a thought on that, or maybe we have a uh, Roth lurking. I'm not really sure what weather edge, edge has uh, for San Diego today, but a lot of places it's hot. It's not expected to be hot tonight in San Diego for what it's worth. Uh, Waka versus Hernandez. You have a take as far as your favorite cheapie? Um, I mean, I would, I would gravitate. It's, this is a tough one. They're both, they both have pluses and minuses, right? Like they're both, obviously there's more, upside here with Hernandez right from he's a spin a strikeout pitcher in the minors he's flash strikeout ability here in the in the majors he just had a decent start in a tougher ballpark in Philly um, against this team so that's kind of a plus it's good that he you know did perform well and now he gets to come home to a to his uh, great ballpark right um, and uh, the, the negative is now they're they're seeing him uh, again you know right here so um I, I like, that on that? We just kind of assume that's a thing. Like, I, it's, I assume it's probably something. I don't know how to value it. I don't it. know. I mean, it's, it's, I don't weigh it. I mean, it's just something I just, it just flashes in my head. I mean, I think there is, there is data on that, but I don't think it's necessarily huge. Right. Um, I don't, and there's, I don't know. I don't know what give you an answer on that, but um, especially with a young kid coming up, you know, in his first year, the more times that the team sees him, it's, you know, you would think it would be better. Correct. In theory, I suppose, but I, incrementally it affects, or like, I don't know how to adjust. I don't know how to quantify it, basically. But yeah, maybe it's something. But I, I'd, I'd like to see some data on it. There probably is something out there I'm just not aware of. Uh, what, what do you think this? I've been too far? busy working on my Weather Edge um, <laughs> knockoff, so I, I haven't been I able to dive into this data. So R- Ross got that market quarter. I don't know why you're coming at. Oh wrong. no, there's wait till the competition comes out. We're already <laughs> in beta. It's it's gonna be bananas something tells me you'll be in beta for the next like seven years we're, we're gonna be well we're gonna we're gonna do it when it's right you know <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna make sure it's right yeah, so you'll, you'll find a way to figure out how to quantify uh, the, the texas rangers ballpark but unfortunately it's gonna be gone next year so it'll be too late anyway that's okay there's plenty of other ballparks they're gonna have a roof by the way i was reading so that might change things as far as you know retractable yeah i don't know when i don't know if they hate their fans, every, but every ballpark in this day and age should have retractable roof no what do you think? Who and San Diego doesn't need one. I want to meet these people who are designing a ballpark and like, let's make it farther fences. <laughs> you know, like the farthest possible fence. Like, like who are these people? They're not people that are marketing baseball. Like the chicks dig the long ball. The fans dig the long ball. You know, I don't want to. That's why. Like, why? Why the? Why the pitchers hitting? Uh, on the Fenway tour, you know what I uh, I heard a little story uh, that I thought was really amusing. I'll just give you a quick. I, I took the tour as well too. What, what, what's the something? pesky pole? Um, how it was? It's two hundred and ninety-seven or something. Okay. And uh, Major League Baseball came out and uh, said that you know they weren't allowing anything under three hundred for um, a distance for a, a you know for a home run. And so they said, you know how they got around that? They no. they simply erased it and wrote 300 <laughs> and uh it's never the, the it's never changed that's it's like you know with an, an athlete with like the height and the weight that kind of thing it's just whatever you can put whatever you want and yeah i know uh detroit's ballpark too is it's uh it's not labeled correctly 
who was the madman to put the hill out there in Houston? That guy was on some acid or some Molly, right? The, 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 yeah, like who? I, I, yeah, who, these engineers or architects or whoever the heck they are. I don't know if you're old enough to remember like a rock and jock baseball back in the day on MTV. They used to have like fake cows and stuff in the outfield, like <laughs> like just like you you know what I'm talking about? Do you have any idea what no. I'm talking about? Rock and jock was a thing back in the the twenty. I, I, I remember like spring break i remember like everyone dancing outside a pool all the time what was that show or something I don't the grind know. i believe was what you're the thinking grind, the grind yeah <laughs> back in the day uh funny stories host of the grind the kid i went to college with got on the grind and it was so funny um Ho- uh host of the grind i sure that it was just funny to me eric knees was the host of the grind his dad was a nba referee jack knees there you go there's a little fun fact. I don't know if that's fun, but that was a fact. I don't know what that has to do with uh, DFS today. Probably nothing. Absolutely nothing for sure. Uh, what else are we talking about as far as pitchers? Anybody else? You know, a lot of dudes out there to throw in baseball. Anibal Sanchez, man. Okay. Talking about, is it a revenge game for Anibal? It is. Um, but it's the matchup. It's, uh, I played Gerardo. Yeah, I'll play anybody against the Tigers, especially in Detroit. Um, they're terrible. They're horrendous right <laughs> there it's a terrible baseball team and, and like yeah like there's nobody on the field that you can point to and say well at least this guy's gonna be good in three years i don't like that's gonna make a difference but you know what are you gonna do and there's plenty of case like, they'll also strike out 24 percent as far as the last two years striking out versus brighties dixon candelario's in there good room at 30 percent uh castiano strikes out a 23 percent pretty reasonable number out of sanchez the last two seasons pretty average as far as case 22.8 percent uh, and, and his splits, you know, 24.2% versus lefties, 21 and change versus righties. Um, you just think he's going to be perfectly fine, right? He's probably not going to get blown up. He should be okay. I think he's going to be better than fine because it's, okay. it's the Tigers. And uh, I think it's that simple. Um, so I like his price tag. I like the fact that he's – I haven't seen a lot of buzz about him just because his price is kind of maybe a little higher than you expect, right, maybe? Yeah, I suppose so. Because you, know, you got he, Waka down there, you got Hernandez, <laughs> you've got other options, and he kind of gets lost in that kind of mid tier. I might give him a share. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like seeking him out, but if I land on him, if I build a stack or something like I, I like, and I don't want to change it, I'm willing to play him. Uh, Detroit's just terrible. That's it. Um, we do have to get out of pitchers because we we live in the world of not just the salary cap, but time constraints too. We got we have to of course step aside for crunch time soon enough uh, and make way at the top of the hour. Uh, let's uh, give me a summary as far as pitching, how you're using pitchers today, and then give me your favorite batter too. Uh, summary for pitching for me is uh, it's DeGrom, Clevenger, Barrios, Anibal, Waka, Hernandez. It's those those six. And I haven't figured out where I'm going to go. I've made builds uh, using all of them. You can fit DeGrom, Clevenger pretty easily because there's some value bats that made the lineup. Um, you know, there's a guy leading off in uh, San Diego uh, for St. Louis, who's 2,500 um, on uh, DK. So he's probably what four or five K on uh, on fantasy draft here. Yeah. So you're talking about Tommy Edmond on fantasy draft. He is actually four nine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of value, one of the value plays that I was looking at that I liked was uh, Jay Up. He's not playing today yeah. versus Black Fires. That's disappointing. Yep. I like them a good bit, but. Uh, Angels lineup just cracked. Lestella, Trout. I feel like Tommy. he was going to bust, though, so that may be a good thing in hindsight. 
the only way he busted if he hits like two like 390 foot fly fly out like barrels which is the most stilting thing when you see barrel out on the, if you follow the barrel account on the, the twitter machine you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah uh give, give me a hit or two before we go around the horn give me a hit or two you're building your lineup around uh, as far as your core plays well um i mean you have to play my i mean you you want to play mike trout no sure uh yeah so, so it's like mike trout versus bellinger and i guess you can even extend the yellow because archer has given up almost what uh, i think 2.75 homers to lefties uh this year per nine that's a lot and he also plays in Pittsburgh and today's in Milwaukee. That's probably not going to go well for him. Correct. Um, but you get a little bit of a discount with Mike Trout against Fires, and Fires loves going after him. <laughs> um, he doesn't back down, um, which I like, you know, because the last thing you want is that Mike Trout walk. Although you, you have maybe he should, by the way, maybe he should back down. Take yeah, a few he probably back. should. Maybe he will because I think he homered in the last time they faced him. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, but uh, I just feel like he doesn't back out from him, and uh, I'll take that. I'll take Mike Trout, you know, and it feels like a discount here against a, a guy who doesn't get a ton of Ks and uh, throws strikes and gives up a lot of homers. And, and fly, yeah, fly balls as well. I'm curious now. I'm pulling up the old uh, the BBP as far as what you're referencing. I, I'm curious what Trout's history is against uh, one Mike Byers. Nine for 24, four Dublays, three dongs. Five walks, so he's back down a little bit, but not enough. Uh, take a cue from Tom Petty was the reference there, of course. Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of tough to figure out. And like, I'd like to get two of those guys. So Bellinger, obviously, in cores today uh, is well-positioned. All his Dodgers are well-positioned. We'll talk about them soon enough. Uh, as far as catcher, let's get catcher out of the way. Grandall, one of those lefties uh, facing the aforementioned Archer, and he's leading off these days. He is pricey. Uh, and, again, we live in the old world, the old salary cap, generally speaking. I like to sort of punt catcher and get in, get out as cheap as possible. He is the big spend if you have the money for it. If not, Grandall, uh, who's our cheapie? Who's somebody in the mid-tier you're looking at? Grandall is dead to me. Uh, what? Af- after yesterday. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this list after, after one game. Yeah, because- I, I do. I do one game sample. So it's what have they done for me lately is all that really matters. Because <laughs> um, uh, I had a good day in the afternoon slate yesterday. And a Caratini homer took me out of first of like a good contest. And I got a bagel from uh, Grandall. So... Uh, that's it. Yeah, so that's he's dead to me. Um, but he's a good play. He's obviously. But I don't. I don't. I mean, there's so many ways you can go tonight. So if you're going cheap, I mean, we could play the washed corpse that is once you know was Buster Posey. Oh boy. Um, who's two point seven k? We can play Danny Jansen always, right? Sure. Um, I mean, I you do. I do in theory like uh, the Blue Jays tonight. Um, especially with their prices and, you know, and their matchups. So there's the low end. He only can get three at bats though. Like that's very real. Like if Toronto wins this game, like four or two, uh, the last man to get out for the Toronto in the eighth inning is like the seventh or eighth guy in the lineup. And Jansen, it's three times. Like that's yeah. possible. Just that those are the things that I, I think about. Maybe it's overthinking. Uh, and go ahead. I mean, we get all the all my cheap punts here today. Uh, two in the same game. The Maldonado on the other side. Who, I mean, a, Reed Foley is not very good and not going to go very long. I don't think. Um, you know, and we're going to rip into that Blue Jays bullpen. Yeah. Um, and so there's going to be some opportunity there. Um, Real Muto's price just seems too too cheap, doesn't Agreed. it? Agreed. 
Um, so, you know, back in his old, uh, his old stadium, maybe he's got a little extra in him tonight, but, uh, he's there. Who else are we looking at? Um, man, I was hoping that like Casali, uh, would get like a six line. You know, they like, they like, uh, putting him up in the lineup sometimes against lefties. But uh, unfortunately, it's hot there, by the way, just expecting yeah, ninth Casale kind yeah. of area, but it's hot in Cincy, 88 degrees. Uh, I've not seen what Weather Edge has to say, but I'd imagine uh, I might guess it. My lead is that it's, uh, you know, it's positive for hitting. And then uh, I would like um, Jan Gomes, but he didn't make the lineup. And because uh, Suzuki has taken over, um, rightfully so. He's just a much better hitter, but um, it's tough price tag on Suzuki. So I guess you're, I mean, oh, uh, Jason Castro, batting six, 3.7K, um, has the power upside in a, you know, in a bull, I mean, it's a bullpen game for the, the White Sox here. Yeah. Uh, is that, is, is that Russ Detweiler's music? By God. Uh, I was checking about before. I didn't realize he was in contention to pitch tonight. I thought it was going to be the former Marlon prospect, uh, Nicolino is what I saw that was going to be the original starter. Maybe he's in that pen. I should have checked that. Uh, spoiler alert, that pen's not going to be good, no matter who's coming out of it uh, for Chicago. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, Detweiler right, with 11 homers and like 40 innings so far in the minor leagues this year. Oh, it's worth. Um, Big T, the the scam artist, the Stakes King scammer is in chat here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Was that was I hope that was with sarcasm. Quote? That was definitely sarcasm. I'm, a, I'm Big T and our boys, uh, and uh, I'm not even going to speak on the steak skinks thing. I was just trying to stir it up a little bit. Fire up the old Twitter machine. Yeah, Big T confirms that since he is hot, he's we got a man on the ground, or I, he's on the border. I think I think he's in Kentucky. I'm not sure how he's close enough to Cincy to confirm. Uh, like he can get some skyline chili if he really was a uh, craving. It's not too far away, I imagine. Uh, first base. Let's knock this. Oh out. wait, so tell me about uh, Detweiler. What did you uncover with him? Well, like he hasn't pitched much this year. You know, he wasn't a good pitcher throughout his career. He got a space punch in, if I remember, uh, for Washington not too long ago. In the minors this year, the ERA wasn't terrible. If you care about the ERA, but he's, he yielded a, I think it was eleven homers in like forty innings or so. So I mean, oh baby doll. The other part of that though is Minnesota. Like, there's no Boomstick. Why is Boomstick not playing versus Detweiler? I know Rosario went in the DL, so it's Minnesota lineup. Yeah, it's very good. Watered down, huh? It's not a yeah, it's not a particularly appealing lineup for it. Oh my they're... god, look at uh, uh Lamont, batting Lamont cleanup, Lamont. batting cleanup. Yeah, uh, the you know I'll we... let you pronounce it. <laughs> Luis. Yeah, uh, Luis. Luis. Uh, Luis is a. Could be Luis. It could Luis. be uh, Arias. I assume it's Arias, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, mouthwash that you know all these guys kind of got bumped up because again there's no no boomstick and cruise and there's no rosario uh kepler was dinged but he is back from being dinged uh you know and still so no buried in the eight hole uh, plenty of power obviously and wade i was checking him out you know i never heard of this character before but he, he's always okay like nothing special but like he's super super cheap so like he's rosterable uh i saw somebody else in the chat asking about there's another guy that popped oh you're talking about the kid the royals um or no why did who were you talking about are, well there's is there is that the team that this yeah so yeah uh, Ortega? The, no the indians is the guy named uh yu chang he's, oh. probably, he's super super cheap as well too so like again you can make stacks work with these cheap guys uh and chang again the person i never heard of until like an hour ago or so and just kind of fired him up and he's got some power he's got some speed like he's got a chance and he's facing you know means is baltimore's 
best pitcher or one of the best pitchers. Him and, you know, Bundy will have that conversation, I suppose. We know that bullpen's terrible. They're locked in for nine. And, you know, uh, I assume he's playing for Jose Ramirez. I assume that's what's going down. That's, that's why you get the call up. Uh, but he's just crazy cheap. Uh, so I, I think he's definitely in play if you want to spend up in other spots like the, uh, the outputters we touched on earlier. I know we're not on Netflix specifically, but let's jump to first. Who are your favorite first baseman? I'm a, I'm a sucker. I'm going down every night with this guy. And Goldie? It, yeah, it's Goldie. Huh. Uh, you know who's 22nd in hard contact over the last 30 days? I guess Paul Goldschmidt. It's Paul Goldschmidt. Um, he – so he's getting behind in like every count. He's like starting 0 and 1, 0 2 in like every single at bat. I got to imagine there's going to be adjustments and he's going to figure it out. And he's the hard contact is there. Like his pro. Hey, yes. Is he a year older? Is there some decline there? Are the Cardinals in general just really disappointing? Absolutely. But there's enough in his batted ball profile to make me keep playing this guy. And I think he's going to right the ship and he's gonna you know and he's he's cheap and he works tonight and uh he it's goldie versus a lefty uh not a great lefty uh so I'm, love, not gonna, I'm not gonna overthink it love josh bell against just uh, seen in milwaukee like that i mean it's, it's a big spend uh and i think you know we'll talk about muncie obviously it makes a ton of sense though he banged out a couple yesterday facing senzatella today for what it's worth senzatella is not gonna have a ton of power this year certainly plenty of power and he's in course field they have a team total over seven so like Muncy still makes a, you know, he makes the, a ton of sense. He's a bigger spend over a guy like Bell. And I think Bell will have lower ownership and will reflect it. We talked about Detweiler, you know, CJ Crone, uh, batting third, plenty of pop. And then the asking price is pretty reasonable. So those are like my three favorite that kind of jump off the board. And, you know, it is hot in Cincinnati. And we didn't really talk about Gray. Gray's a perfectly fine pitcher. I don't need to pick on him necessarily. But, you know, Rizzo, I think it's definitely in play as well. Santana for the Indians, don't mind him. Again, against that terrible Baltimore bullpen. Uh, assuming means it doesn't stick around too long. He may. Uh, what, what else do you have for me as far as some pivots at first or kind of just sort of uh, Matt down? Olson, did you mention him? No. I did not, but uh, yeah, he, I never, he never gets any ownership. And, you know, we're looking for home runs, and he certainly has home run power. Um, he's got the platoon uh, in the matchup against he will see Pena. So uh, I like him, um, especially with the uh, the shorter porch and right now in, uh, in L.A. So uh, – he just never gets enough on. So he and gold, like Goldie is like, I think actually maybe I'll convince myself as Olsen for a pivot off of Goldie, which will then Goldie is sure to double dong tonight. Well, I mean, look, uh, it, as far as, you know, this ballpark, it's better for righty power as opposed to lefty power. And of course, Goldie is facing a lefty notoriously he smashes him. So uh, that is your sales pitch for Goldie. And he's definitely in the conversation for me. We got to move. We got to pick up the face. He's on position second base. Uh, the aforementioned Muncie, depending on where you're shopping, infield, of course, in fantasy draft on DK, but he's first and second. Muncie, uh, you can play there as well. But Altuve, uh, I don't, DK hates him. Fantasy draft hates him. We know how he notoriously smashes southpaws. Uh, Altuve is still way too cheap. And then the, between those two is Moustakos again uh, against the aforementioned Archer, who's been a disaster versus lefties this year. Uh, and Oh, uh, Hero's back, too, uh, from, from Milwaukee. Uh, do you want to say on Fandle specifically, he's like two, three over there. That's too cheap. Uh, and uh, RAP, you're zero from Travis Shaw. You don't have to play him anymore. He's been uh, demoted to the yeah. minors. I, I don't know why Kirsten, uh, uh, why, why Hira took so long to get back up. They demoted him for whatever reason. But uh, that that's basically where I'm at as far as second. Yeah, if you're stacking, we talked about the mouthwash. Uh, Jonathan Scope, for sure, he's in play. Lopez is a pretty reasonable punt. But, uh, and, you know, Dozer's hit lefties uh, well, and he's, he's still fairly cheap in certain spots. But, 
I think it's those guys at the top I talked about. What say you? Yeah, and there's Do. Did you say Dozier? Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, sorry I missed that. So I mean, it's it's either the 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 value the right in the middle smack dab values like you said Altuve. He's just too cheap for a guy with his, you know, skill set in uh, with the platoon, you know, and he he crushes the left-handed pitching. Um, Muncie, obviously, if we have the funds or salary is not a thing, you know, do you double dong upside, but then, you know, in cores, monster power, it's easy, right? Like uh, if you have the money. Uh, Brian Dozier, like you said, um, you know, he's starting to come around a little better. I do like the spot against uh, Norris, who I do not think is very good at whatsoever. Um, so you got to like that. And then we've got the cheap guys, you know, we've got, we've got Tommy Edmond leading off. If you, if, uh, you need to save some money. Yeah. Uh, you can play him in a third base as well too, for what it's worth. Uh, I'm going to hand you third. You take over third base. What do you have? Uh, third base. It's either going to, uh, this is another guy that I just keep, uh, Vladdy? yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta like him against Duffy, you know, at home here, you gotta think he's going to at least, have a chance to go yard in this one um suarez Eugenia suarez um with in that uh hot weather there in that ballpark with uh hamels the you know we always like him against lefties yes hamels is a good lefty but uh i'm not scared especially with uh, the price on him um let's see bregman obviously is going to rank out uh very highly right yeah, I don't know what to do because and nobody's going to play Rendon. Just kind of throwing yeah, it out there. Yeah, and where Rendon is just an elite hitter, especially with the platoon in a phenomenal matchup, and like he definitely hits gets a bomb tonight. And he gets lost. The uh, you know people the, the Leprechaun Turner batting third versus Sensatella for sure. He's like going to be fairly popular in that price point. Like you said, if you're going to spend down, uh, Vladdy Guerrero is just too cheap, and Mustakis also he's you know he's got multi position eligibility. You're not playing him at second. Don't consider him at third. Uh, I like those Milwaukee uh, bats, especially the lefties for sure. And Bregman against Ty Malone, who we see big T in chat. I'm not sure if he's on Ty Malone tonight. He's not the start in the game. It'll come in at some point, probably after Bregman's first at bat, but Bregman should see him probably for, uh, I would suspect, two ABs. Uh, anything else that's worth a head nod, worth a mention as far as Durr? We kind of mentioned Sano in passing for sure. If you're stacking up Minnesota, you know, great power there, but, you know, not exactly the quote-unquote uh, prototypical cash game play necessarily. And then uh, you mentioned Ayana Suarez against the lefty there in Hamels. Don't hate Bryant either. Again, uh, consider the heat in that game for stacks. Uh, anything else you want to jump to shortstop? A little bit of a leverage play, Machado, at third or short if he uh, if he plays. I don't know. Has he served that? He hasn't served the suspension, right? Yet. I don't believe so. Um, was his overturned? No, I'm thinking of somebody else. No, I think that's still up in the air. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe he could come tonight. I don't know, but uh, check the lineup. But, you know, some leverage against uh, Waka is, uh, sounds like a good thing to me. Um, uh, yeah, we talk about shortstop. Chang is the guy you can punt with. Again, it kind of opens things up. Of course, you can spend up on Lindor. You can spend up on Bregman Turner as well. Polanco is actually in that Minnesota lineup where you can pick on, you know, Detweiler in that bullpen. Where do you lie as far as shortstop? Uh, Lindor is the top guy. You know, leading off against Means, great park. Um, certainly uh, a, a good play here. Um, other than that, it's uh, – so, wait, the guy from the Twins, is he short eligible? Arreyes? Uh, yep. Uh, Arreyes, second or short eligible, batting cleanup for 3.8K. I like that because it's a bullpen game. Um, so, uh, could definitely go there. Um, who else? I mean, and then there's Bregman. 
By the way, Big T in the chat, uh, in the chat talking about Arenado being a BVP alert. Uh, we know Arenado at home is just money versus lefties, and this is not any old lefty. It's Hunter Rio, but historically he smashed them uh, for what it's worth in 21 official plate appearances, 12 hits, three dubles, three dongs, uh, two strikeouts, two walks. So it's, you know, uh, he's not striking them out. He's not walking them. Something's going to happen there. You know, Rio he has improved. You got a decent discount over on uh, Yahoo. Just yeah, I, I don't know what to do with the Rockies because maybe uh, Arenado is a one-off. I mean, sure, you can stack them, of course. Uh, I, I don't – I mean, I respect Rio for the most part. You know, I, I definitely respect him, but the whole course thing, I don't really know how to balance that. But, um, yeah, I, I, might, I might get a one-off of Arenado. I'm okay with that. Not because the BBP necessarily, just because Arenado is – like, it's Arenado and Coors against the lefty. It's the, that's what it is. Jump to the outfield. We, we, we kind of talked about the big boys up top earlier as far as Trout, as far as Yelich. Uh, you know, as far as as far as Bellinger, the big spends do make some sense. Uh, even you know, Jock Jams leading off for Santatella. Uh, as far as the mid tier, is there anybody anywhere to say that you like in the outfield? I mean, Upton was that guy, uh, but um, without him, I mean, let me just pull up what I had. Verdugo's batting second, I believe. He's not necessarily cheap, but he's. Cheap. I mean, there is. There's Blue Jays. Right. Let me just double check the lineup here. I mean, I know like Teoscar is cheap, you know, home run upside. Teoscar Hernandez, 3.6K. Um, Randall Gritchick, home run upside, 3.7K. No one's going to play him. He's a little bit down in the order. Um, I think sounds like a pretty good play tonight. Um, and um, I know. Former's still too cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Cardinals, there's some discounts in the Cardinals. Um Jose Martinez with the platoon and uh, Harrison Bader's three all the way down at three K batting seventh. So, I mean, those are guys, if I need like cheap fillers, but um, you know, against fires, trout, Otani, Cole Calhoun never gets played in like in these big spots. He's batting cleanup tonight, four K um, home run upside. Uh, I like that a lot. All right, I'm taking a peek as far as uh, start loading up those questions. Again, we, we ran a little bit long. We talked too much about Eric Nees and the grind, unfortunately. Uh, obviously, if, if you guys are uh, premium members, you'll hear uh, crunch time for another, what, 50 minutes or so after we step aside and get out of here. Roth will talk about the weather, uh, tell you what's going down weather-wise. I have Weather Edge pulled up if you want to see uh, if there's anything goofy, anything interesting as far as Weather Edge. If you see everything popping here in the screen share. Uh, looks like Baltimore's getting a bump. It's expected to be hot there, 21% as far as homers. In similar games, 114 innings, uh, innings games uh, as far as the sample size. We talked about the weather in Cincy, uh, a little bit of a bump as far as uh, the homers and run expectancy when you consider the weather currently going down, going down there. Uh, oh, uh, the Mets, uh, kind of a big bump there as far as Atlanta and, and New York. Uh, maybe that's because of the weather related, not exactly sure, 100 game sample size. Have you seen anything here that's kind of jumping out for you? Have you pulled up the weather at you? Like I said, I'm working on my own proprietary <laughs> weather edge uh, system, so uh, I can't comment. San Diego, by the way, for what it's worth, 507 game sample size, which th that does make sense because it's always the same weather in, in San Diego, isn't it? So you're going to have big sample sizes. Uh, it's usually like about 70 degrees and breezy, or well, it's not too breezy, but yeah, a, a slight hit as far as homers, slight hit as far as runs, net massive sample size. Let's see what's going um, down. Uh, I got two pitchers we never really mentioned or discussed at all that people about might be interested. We ever we never talked about Velasquez, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we never yeah. talked. Chasin is going to be chalky tonight. 
No, that's not happening. I'm, I guarantee he's spitting. He's he's every every uh, a lot of the different uh, projection systems out there are spitting him out in an optimal lineup. So he's only five K. He's against the Pirates, who somewhat of an anemic offense that are absolutely heating up right now and get a much better ballpark. So um, there's a lot of risk there, but uh, he's going to get some love tonight. Okay, I mean I'm not playing it for the. I'll, I'll make it very clear. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm not playing Chasini. I understand he's cheap, but I think. Uh, we kept talking. There's a lot of cheap players out there. There's guys. There's pitchers in the mid tier. I think are much more playable than Chasin. But um, are, are you playing him? Or you I mean, if you want to do a Dodger stack, he uh, makes it makes it. There's a very path with him. I mean, I could play Hernandez and a couple of these cheap hitters, and even you know, uh, what what are these, what are these you know fairly cheap pitchers? I think I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 cheap pitchers and there's cheap hitters. <laughs> uh, start loading up questions there in the chat uh, we'll knock out as many as we possibly can if you guys are on the youtube feel free to like and subscribe if you have questions there hopefully Devin has pulled those uh what did i want to see here as far as the lineup hq as far as the pictures you want to see anything popping as far as the umpire data the extremes that are working we mentioned sunny gray well sunny gray is an extreme hitters umpire hamels lynn and chorino so those are the only two games that currently have extremes we don't have umpire data just yet in that west coast west coast game for waka and lauer uh, is ownership right next to this? I believe it is. Is it not as far as the pitcher projected ownership? Let's see. And obviously, this is fluid. It's in flux. And the biggest ownership projection right now is Hernandez. Uh, how about that? Uh, DFS for you. Hernandez, Clevenger, DeGrom. Then there's Velasquez, who I guess he's not totally stretched out, but he probably can go five, I guess, if he's fairly efficient. But, you know, he's, he's cheap and he's playing the terrible Marlins. Is, is Velasquez somebody you consider? I know you kind of mentioned him, but he's, is he on the board in the conversation of maybe? Yeah, he should be. Um, you know, he's fighting for a rotation job. He's a guy that's had somewhat of a decent skill set at times with some strikeouts. Um, you know, he's always been susceptible to uh, home runs and whatnot, but it's a great park for him. Uh, the roof is closed. It's, uh, you know, so he's facing the anemic Marlins. So yeah, I think he, uh, it's, I worry about his pitch count. He's not like yeah. stretched out, but this, they might, he might have a longer leash than this one. So, I mean, you have to assume he gets a longer leash. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I like the play. I like him. Can you handle a lightning round? We got to go. I mean, there's a lot no, of questions. No, I'll try my best. I don't know. You know, just do it. You like Corey Dickerson? He's kind of priced up, but he's facing the aforementioned to see. Maybe that's a leverage play. If people are actually rostering it. But. Yeah. I like the ballpark. Um, I also, they're, they've been pinch hitting him. You know, there's a lot of pitch there for sure um but uh you know there's i no i'm not i mean i i Dude, like this him is in, lightning round what i like him in theory but i'm not playing him go go just keep going marisnik love why would you love marisnik today i don't some uh mr uh mr i was asking about him in in uh chat i mean he's batting number nine he's because he, he crushes uh lefties and mm. uh you know, there's a good chance for a bomb but you know he's gonna have to do it pretty early probably this and is then, lightning round how do you pathetic all right, then, then don't ask me for an answer. Just ask me to say a name. <laughs> answer with lightning. You said, why would you like Marisnik? I did have, have a follow-up. You're right. You <laughs> I'm, know? A big, I'm a big jerk. Uh, Puig versus Granville. That's it. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, Puig versus who? Granville Reyes. Uh, Puig. Uh, Tuper for Cash. Jansen and Crone versus Molina and Goldie. Molina Goldie. We got another two for uh, DeGrom and uh, Chris Davis from Oakland versus Clevenger and Willie Calhoun. DeGrom and Chris James. Um, 
I have no interest in Willie Calhoun today. I don't either, but I have a lot of interest in Clevenger. Yeah, so it's kind of a conflicting question. Uh, get, a, get, a, get a better bat. How long do you think Clevenger is going to come back uh, from the DL? We both don't seem we're not concerned, right? As far as his- I'm not, because it's not a, it wasn't an arm problem, and uh, Tito lets these guys rip. So I, I it was a, he sprained his ankle on a fluke play, and, and it was uh, ten if, days ago. And they're not they're not rolling him out unless he's ready with his ankle, and if his ankle's ready, and it was short period of time, his arm's still fine, then you, you have to assume he's going to have a longer leash than his 91 pitches. He also threw a, a bullpen session too. He's fine. Uh, any interest in Kelly, the pitcher for, for Arizona? He's pitching in San Fran. That's the best thing I can say about him. Yeah, he's he's not bad at like he'll. I don't like the price tag. There's not a lot of strikeout upside. He just he's good at like keeping hitters off balance. Um, so I think he's going to have a good start tonight. It's just whether I think I can beat him. Pick one of these late game stacks: San Diego, L.A., or St. Louis. I think that's L.A. Anaheim. Uh, Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles Angels, Anaheim, St. Louis, or San Diego. I think it's the Angels, right? Yep, um, it is. Uh, thoughts on Conforto? I don't know why you'd want to pick Conforto against uh, uh, against Soraka, who gives up like no fly balls and no homers. I guess he can bang one out, but it's it's the scenic. Uh, you just you just set up Conforto to have a night. Uh, <laughs> didn't you do this the last time when uh, and he donged that night? Or he gave up his first homer that night. The Rocket gave up a homer in San Francisco against the lefty Brandon uh, Brandon Crawford. He was still great, but I was wrong. Uh, pick one of these: Miley Hernandez or Chirinos. Wait, yeah. Well, I mean Miley. Uh, I like him better. Uh, this is a DK fantasy draft pricing. Specify. I don't. Know. We're talking about the, the. Don't get tripped up. It's not the catcher Chirinos. These are pitchers: Hernandez, Chirinos, mm-hmm. or Miley. I think Chirinos is going to have a good start here tonight. Uh, so, and I think he's going to be low on. So go there, depending Thoughts? on what kind of game you're playing. Thoughts on Hira and then Hira against Adrianza. Hira is a much better hitter than Adrianza. Yes, agreed. Uh, and he's especially playable on Fanduel, where he was not priced up for whatever reason. Uh, give me uh, Lindor versus Turner. Lindor. Uh, favorite starting pitcher tonight. Clevenger. A twofer. Uh, we got Chirinos and Verdugo versus Hernandez and her Hernandez. Uh, that's their Teoscar, the hitter, and Elisir, the pitcher, Hernandez brothers. The, the salary doesn't make sense, does it? I'm not sure. I did not work that out. But we do have to step aside again. Whatever you say, you just you pick that one. Yeah. I was just reading it. I'm Ron Burgundy. I didn't really acknowledge. I didn't. That Here, I'll, start, I'll read them. Well, we got to go. We're time. So thank you for joining the flagship show. Paula. <laughs> Up next is crunch time. He's Kirk D. So I'm Dean. USA, represent the women. Good times. Uh, semifinals. We're out of here. Holler.